ladies and gentlemen, from Chicago, Illinois, introducing first, Hank 312, and his partner in crime, the incidental nerd, together they are, rustling talk and randomness, and this is Let's Talk Welcome everybody to Wrestling Talk Randomness presents Let's Talk About Wrestling. It's me, it's your boy Hank312. Across the table for me is the Incidental Nerd. And this episode we are joined by the juicy one, Sir Juice. Chicago's official official, the Mike Kyoto of the Midwest. Two Juice, Andy Long. What up, Two Juice? Not much, how you guys doing? Doing well. I'm, I'm good, well, man. Can we call it uh, Let's Juice About Wrestling? Let's Juice... Uh, I don't know. That, that, that may cause a wellness policy violation. Doesn't stop the boys before, am I right? So, yeah, well, that's all the time we got for today, guys. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, cease and desist already. <laughs> Damn it. What is it, Black Label Pro? Oh. oh. Damn, it got dark in here. I mean, they just got cease and desist, I'm assuming. I, I mean, did they? Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. For the, 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 for the <laughs> their January show was called the Crown Point Jewel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'm assuming that's what occurred. But I mean, um, yeah, I don't think they changed ouch. it just to change it for fun. But isn't it like nobody paints blank label pro, black label pro into a corner now or something like that? Yeah, no, it's like nobody puts puts highly in a corner. You know, you never, you never saw Dirty corner. Dancing. What's that? It's a movie. God, bro, watch a movie. Patrick Swayze. Who's he? That was Kurt Russell. <laughs> anyway, I'll do a great start. <laughs> That's how we do, man. That's, we do. That's what I do. Um, yeah, like I said, man, Noel's here. Two juice interns in the background. See, you heard her. The cats are here. We just had some tacos. Now uh, it's kind of been a long time coming because every time we we do one of these episodes. You pop up on the stream, just like, hey, what's up? I like free food. Well, I just, I just think we negotiated you down from like I think originally it was like steakhouse and tacos. Yeah, yeah. so, so like you, you finally Your accepted price finally the tacos. Yeah, he, you did get the two juices though, so that yeah. works. I, I did. I mean, I you the are juices. the. Fir- I mean, I guess it's rightful that you are the first to get the two juices. Yeah, it's true. I, I should be the only. Hey, it's Caleb. What would you like to drink? Uh, are there any options? Oh uh, yeah, water. <laughs> who's who's that? I mean, hey, Andy. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez, I'll talk about other buddy. Caleb Fabe. Caleb. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so let's get right into that. So this, this obviously you're sticking with the gimmick too juicy, you're drinking two juices. It's it's not a gimmick, man. It's it's life. I don't know, man. Well although that I, I have been out to eat with you before and, and you what did you ask for? Like this dude we're sitting tomato at Denny's. Juice. Yeah, and it's the weirdest like can I have a lemonade and a tomato juice and the lady's like, Are you serious? And then she came back and was like, the tomato juice was, or what was it, the machine was broke or something? Yeah, something like that. And I'm like, I think she's the same. Who, who's not 80 years old, orders tomato juice to drink? 
because I'm drinking tomato juice at this very moment. I don't, I don't get it, but hey, man. Listen, he, that's how he gets his vegetables in. Man. Even though tomatoes actually. Brother, let me talk to you about a produce section. <laughs> it's going to blow your mind. There's these items before they liquefy it. Bro, I never see one at Walgreens. <laughs> yeah, but then, oh, but never, yeah, never mind. You're, yeah, allergic. you're allergic to everything. Not everything. Mm, poultry and bananas. It's kind of and like thing. seven other things. What hit me with it? Oh boy. What 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 are, wait, I don't. Wait, are there people out there that might try and like harm me? No, this, this is people I who care. Not. Yeah, I mean, okay. that's why we know not to bring these things around you. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's poultry. Is that, is that like turkeys also? Yeah, anything, anything foul. Ostrich, foul for me. Um, Boo. yeah, Sounds take that. Good. Uh, then there's melons, so watermelon, honeydew, cantaloupe. Melons? <laughs> uh, I heard he's okay I with those. could have a funny story about that that maybe we'll revisit later. <laughs> <laughs> Regarding this listing of allergies and, that, and melons. Being oh my. Sorry. Oh man. Okay, so anyway. Um, also bananas, kiwi fruit, uh, canned tuna bothers me but like i can eat fresh tuna but canned tuna will i like, do the same thing as poultry i'll like swell up wow um hurt you. <laughs> uh what else uh sunflower seeds nuts but i don't specifically even know what kind i just stopped even bothering with it uh then it gets weird with the artificial cinnamon so no cinnamon candy oh, and uh no fireball wait, for you yeah uh, well I don't think there's enough in it probably to bother me. I've done shots of it. Before. He's like, there's alcohol in it. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cleans <laughs> the palate. Um, and then uh, whey protein. So, like, I can't have any, like, protein. Like, I can have small amounts of that, but, like, not, like, a heavy amount, like, a protein shake that's, like, whey protein-based. Which is why you're not a bodybuilder. Yeah, apparently, yeah. I'm, I'm basically allergic to everything that, like, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that's... I just listed Tony Nas's diet, <laughs> number 10, probably. <laughs> Wait, are you allergic to rice? <laughs> Like, oh, no. yeah, I'm allergic to the most healthy things that, like, people that are on, like, strict diets usually focus their diet around. So how did you find all this out? Did you get tested for it? Or no, trial and error. Chronics. Yeah, lots of that. Here, so, have I some mean, chicken nuggets. Oh, shit, what's happening so in your face? So it's still possible that you're still allergic to I've never had a McDonald's chicken nugget in my life. You're not missing out on anything. Yes. I mean, what's Or those Wendy's spicy nuggets that everyone raves about. Spicy nugs? <laughs> <laughs> You are missing out, though, on some uh, good chicken sandwiches. The chicken sandwich wars. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'm involved in that. No, you sounds, probably don't. Sounds pretty dicey. I mean, you probably shouldn't die about it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, enough of your allergies. Imagine having an allergy. But anyway, talk to me about your wrestling stuff. You do freelance on the ground. What a great, uh, this guy with his questions. <laughs> Talk to me about your wrestling <laughs> stuff. Tell me about wrestling. <laughs> Tell me about me. Who do you Talk think about, about wrestling? <laughs> That's what we're here for. No. All right. So for those who, I mean, I think anyone who's gonna listen to this knows who you are, right? That's probably why they're listening. Like, hey, let's 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 assume that no one knows who he is, and we're introducing them. Hey man, take to away, one, brother. I'm gonna eat this Twizzler. Two juice, Andy Law. <laughs> mm, two two Twizzlers. Two Twizzlers. Twizzlers. The Twizzlers. Would you like a Twizzler? So, no, thank you. I'm good. I don't, you know. I got the, the beatus. Mm, the sugar. I got the sugars. The sugar got me. I got them sugars. 
Um, it's getting dark. Why are you holding the twizzle like a shank, bro? <laughs> you gotta be ready. Stab, man. stab. You gotta be ready. It's tough in these streets. So where? When did? When did you get introduced to wrestling? Is this something that happened as a, as a kid? You were a wrestling fan, and you just moved from there. Oh, I all right. I'm just thinking of weird stuff in my head. <laughs> like, why are you laughing at this question? It's like, I'm allergic to wrestling, so I started refereeing. <laughs> That's how it went in my head. That's why I started laughing. So I try to be professional and stay quiet. I just kept breaking out in eyes. <laughs> I did a hip toss and fainted. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna shut up now. He's also allergic to the number four, which is why a ref being a referee is such a good job for him. Um count outs, I usually hit four. <laughs> I've I never to four when I've people never, are like choking. No, I've never seen that. Never seen it. Cool. Um, <laughs> so when did you get introduced to wrestling? I think it's a better question. <laughs> I actually that was why I asked you what is wrestling. Like I like really Is that why he did too? I get I get it now, you guys. You guys want me to explain We're, we're new to this. We're, we're new to trying this. to figure it out. No one's giving us a straight answer. We're on 12 this episodes is, of this. And we this still is, and know. See, and he doesn't count because this is our 13th episode. And actually, one of them got split. So it's 14. I don't know how to uh, count. I'm brown. What? I gotta go. Wow. <laughs> gotta go get a Modelo. But, <laughs> shout out to Heels. Shout out to Heels. Yo, James. How you doing? <laughs> James said help. Simulcast. So, yeah, how did I get introduced into pro wrestling? Uh, I watched it on, I feel like I watched it like every other kid would, you know, on like Sunday mornings and stuff like that. Uh, When I was, I mean, this would have been like Superstars era, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember like Saturday night main event, too. Um, Things like that. Uh, I was, I watched it for like, I don't even know, like, how many years, really. I just remember watching it a lot, like, on weekends. And then I just remember everyone telling me it was fake. Like, everybody. Like, someone would walk in the room, and it's, like, to the point where I was, like... <laughs> like, it was, like, it didn't even want to watch anymore, because it was, like... At first, I was, you know, no, it's not, whatever. But then it was, like, but just every time that person, you know, my, my stepmom or my dad or my mom, whoever would walk in a room and I'd be watching it, it was, like... That fake stuff. And I was like, I got so tired of hearing it, or I just stopped watching it, kind of. I was mm. like, I just don't want to hear this anymore. It made you lose your smile. Yes. Yes. Damn. Essentially. So, I kind of I kind of tuned out of it uh, for years, um, until it boomed again, when, uh, when, like, 98 hit, is when, like, I'd say, like, 97, 98. It's um, like Monday Night War. Era. Yeah, like, uh, a lot of my friends in high school were all into it. And I actually, I was that guy in high school where I was like, It's fake. It's fake, bro. <laughs> Why are you watching this fake stuff? Why don't we talk about, like, other things? And then, um... Uh, tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I started watching it again because of honestly this is the legit reason the wcw nwo world tour video game oh it's a great game like because i mean I, I at the time i played video games now i don't play video games at all which is funny i just discard one thing for another <laughs> um fucking video games are fake <laughs> <Shut up here. laughs> 
Um, Do you know just people make them up? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like this is like they were just bugging me to like play this game kind of like dude they're, they're like God's be like Resident Evil. This game's awesome. It's fun. And I started playing it and I was like, I'm like, dude, this Scott All guy looks like Razor Ramon. <laughs> and I'm like, and I loved Razor Ramon as a kid. And then they're like, dude, that is. And I'm like, what? He's still around? <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, like, what else? And then I'm like, you know, then I started, you know, realizing, like, you know, oh, this guy is actually this guy. And like, you know, and then I'd see also all the other characters too that were like the, you know, they couldn't call them real named characters. Right, 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 right. And, uh, then I started, like, watching it again, like, but on the DL for, like, a good two months. Like, it was, like, total, like, my mom will walk in the room and channel, like, I'm just watching porn, mom. No, no, I'm just watching porn. The girls got wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, nothing, porn. Nothing porn? Yeah, yeah. Totally porn, not Yeah, dudes. yeah, I'm just, just not doing my homework and watching porn. I should be grounded, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't make me don't make me sit here with the TV any longer <laughs> to like you know the replay of just porn. <laughs> porn, but, porn, porn. Yeah, so like I I watched it for like a good couple months, like totally on the DL, and then like I just straight up like busted out to my friends. I was like, guys, I've been watching wrestling, and uh, you came out rad. <laughs> like, this wrestling shit's fucking legit. Yeah. I'm like, dude, this is awesome. I love it. So then like. And they were like, yeah, we fucking hate it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but they kind of, like, some of them got pissed at me afterwards because I'm like, because I, I, I mean, when I dive into something, I dive hard. Like, I am like, I, I like, okay, I got to catch up. I got to do everything I can. Like, whenever I, like, get into anything, like, I got to know everything about it. So I'm like, all of a sudden I was like, well, video rental stores, man. I just went there and just was cleaning out any video rental store in my area. I was cleaning out their whole wrestling library and watching, oh, like, and I was watching all the pay-per-views in order, too. Oh, really? So I was wow. just, like, just going through and watching year by year any pay-per-view. Like, you know, I, could, I couldn't see all of them, you know, because right. they didn't have everything, but, like, I was trying to catch, like, everything. So I was, like, following it, you know, like, like back then where they were just, like, dude, you know as much about wrestling as us and we spent our whole lives watching it. <laughs> Catch up, nerds. <laughs> yeah, and then um, and yeah, I got into that, and then like you know, then ECW. My friends like, oh, dude, you gotta watch ECW, and then I'm like, what's this? And um, this is the real stuff. Yeah, and then I and then I got and then one of my friends uh, went to like the mall and got like a flyer for like an indie show. And that was the first live show I ever went to, mm-hmm. like of wrestling. Nice. I went to a wrestling show, and I was just like, and once I went to that live wrestling show, like I was like, I'm hooked. Like I like I was already pretty into it, but like after that I was like, This is this is the coolest thing ever. Do you remember what company or who oh, yeah. was on this show? Um, oh. LWF. Okay. Lunatic Wrestling Federation. Oh yes. Hidden Run, March of nineteen ninety eight. I still have the flyer oh, to this shit. day. I have the flyer and the ticket stub. Oh wow. I used to have tickets on my wallet, but I've been mugged so many times that I'm glad I pulled it out at one point because I still have it. <laughs> Stop mugging Andy <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Muggable guy. Coincidentally, <laughs> you cannot be mugged when you pull it out. <laughs> it's guaranteed Wait, to make them stop out. mugging you. Oh, yes. <laughs> Someone's like, give me your wallet, just pull it out and turn around. You're like, oh, take it. Wow. Um, so anyway. Yeah. Back to my youth story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll keep getting mugged. Uh, but yeah, then... Um, I went to that show and like I, I just fell in love with like the I mean it was totally nothing like I expected to, because it was like I remember calling the hotline because they had hotlines back then and listened to it and I'm just 
I'm just thinking like, okay, I'm going to this, you know, I'm going to Lamont Park District, you know, my mom's driving, you know, us up to drop us off or whatever, me and my friends, and we're all like, you know, like, I'm thinking like, what's it going to be like? I'm like, oh, it's going to be like, you know, I'm thinking more like TV kind of, I'm like, oh, it's going to be dark, it's going to be, you know, and like the atmosphere was way different when I got there, you know, it's like, it's the Park District, you know, yeah. you know, blown out, you know, regular lighting, <laughs> like nothing, <laughs> nothing special, but like, you know, we sat, I think, front or second row. Um, I mean, they, were, they didn't have, you know, they maybe had, like, four rows around the ring, and then they had, like, bleachers, you know, towards the one side. And I don't remember a lot about the show. I remember certain people that were on it. But the one thing I remember, the one thing that really hooked me, was a match between CM Punk and Havoc. Mm. Um, and Havoc, he worked for AAW. It's the last time I think he was kind of really seen wrestling at all. Um, but uh, they wrestled the match, and I remember... Uh, CM Punk did a Asai Moonsault into the crowd right next to me on the Havoc, mm. and I was just like, this is, this is awesome, <laughs> wow, they're right here, like, this is so cool, you know, like, it's, it's happening right next to me, they're wrestling, and yeah. I remember, you know, this one guy, Charcoal, like, he, I can't remember if he, this was the show where he, like, took two guys on, like, handicap match and destroyed them, he was the big dude, and, uh, you know... They had Mimic, and just, and then, you know, Billy Whack was just such a personality in general. Um, and he was, like, the, you know, the host and the show and everything, and he just, very charismatic guy, great talker. Um, still around? Um, he is still around. I mean, like, he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not really, like, involved in no. any kind of, like, wrestling. Like, he'll pop up here and there at shows and just kind of hang out, but I haven't really seen him do much, um... With wrestling, but dude's just—I mean—he's got one of those radio voices, right? And okay. he can just talk about anything and make it the most interesting story ever. How he talks I like about me. it. I got you. <laughs> um. So yeah, so and I just—I just yeah, like at that point, I was like, I was then I was like, this, this is it. This is, this is my thing. Like that—that that became like, like I—I—I I, I think like almost at that event, I was like, I, as soon as the event was over, I was like, I can't wait to come back. That's anymore. awesome. And like it just. It consumed me, I guess, to the point where oh, that's cool. I'm talking about it now. No, you know? I mean, like, that, that's awesome because like, a lot of people, they fall in love with wrestling, right? And, like, for me personally, I can't pinpoint when I fell in love with wrestling. I don't have that moment, like, boom, that's it. Like, I, I don't have that moment. So for you to have that, and you obviously remember very vividly where to where you remember what it looked like, who was on the card, you have the flyer, you have the stub. That's, that's dope. So how did you transition from, like, obsessed fan now to getting like start working with companies and or training well um that was i'm sure I, that there was took some time in between it was it was kind of weird because <clears throat> i kind of well i mean lwf kind of came in through the back door um they were considered yarders <laughs> as a right. sense like they never it was like everybody was like related to like windy city or I guess, like, uh, if you know, like, Randy, Rockin' Randy, like, mm-hmm. he was another one. Like, there was, pretty much everything could be, like, almost traced back to Windy City. There's, like, you know, like, if you look at that family tree of wrestling, like, most people, like, came out of there, were trained by someone out of there, whatever. And then, like, LWF was, like, this weird, like, stepchild of, like, the wrestling scene, because they were all these guys that were wrestling in their backyard, and then yeah. just put together money, and, like, well, we're just gonna buy a ring, and rent out, you know, like, park districts or whatever, places to wrestle, so 
Uh, LWF was like the place I would go to. So like I was strictly pretty much going to LWF. So you started and, following their shows, going there. Yeah, going there all the time, and then uh, also it's convenient because they were all like from the burbs, pretty much the South Burbs. Okay. So like the Mokina, like Tinley, like Orland area, and that's where I lived too. I lived in uh, Oak Forest at the time, and they like I worked at the mall and. Uh, Billy Wack also worked at the mall, so, like, I would, every day I, like, like, once I got a job there, every day I would just go in and, like, bullshit with them before, and then, like, the wrestlers would always come into the mall and, like, hang out, like, where I was working and talk to me and stuff, to where, like, I was talking to the shows, and the days of AIM, too, so I talked to them online, where, like, I became really good friends with a lot of them, to the point where I was, like, hanging out with them and just, you know, just doing whatever, you know, just, they became, like, friends of mine, right. and after shows I started breaking down the ring with them and I'd help with like ring crew I'd pay to get in and do ring crew um and then it was kind of one of those things where I was like oh, I want to wrestle one day and then I was like thinking about it, I'm like I don't think anyone wants me to wrestle one day <laughs> it's got a feeling like I'm not like that you know I'm not that athletic of a guy to where I'm like I don't think this is going to be good where I could get in there and I could probably you know push my way through some matches, but right. I don't think it's going to be, I don't want to be taking people's money in that sense. <laughs> or other I'm people's spots. Easy. Right, right. <laughs> like, I just, I feel like that's not, so it was always like, but I always, I've always been a pretty creative person in general, and like, uh, eventually, they asked me, uh, I was like, oh man, it's like 19, yeah, like 19, although they have asked me, like, you want to help book? And I was like, sure <laughs> like what and they're like well you always get like you always have ideas and like you know guys would be even bounce ideas off me and like the wrestlers you know and so i was like sure uh yeah and that was a tough road um because it was like it was interesting because right when i started helping them book is right when they started bringing in indie talent oh so they started bringing in like like literally like one of the first shows i was helping which i wasn't doing much on those first shows like booking yeah. wise it was but it was like that was when CM Punk came back there. That was when they were bringing in Chucky Smooth, Colt Cabana, Jason Rain. Um, uh, I'm trying to think, Dave Prezak was kind of like managing, you know, the uh, Punk and stuff like that. So it was they were bringing in outside talent for like the first time, uh, which was not really done there at all. And uh, A Steel was working there, um, so. I did that for about a year with the booking, and I kind of had a falling out with the LWF, uh, had some issues, and I was just like, well, man, I want to stay in the business. Right. But you can't exactly just, like, walk up to companies and be like, hey, you need a booker? <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> like, you just want to run your business Yeah, you? I helped do some stuff, you know, here. Um, so, one, uh, actually, uh, one of the wrestlers that uh, was there that I was pretty good friends with, uh, Jay Jensen, he always suggested, he's like, you should ref, dude. You should really ref. Like, he was saying it for a while. And I was like, uh, I don't know. He's like, no, he's like, you, you, he's like, you understand the business. He's like, you have a good mind for it. He's like, you know, like, I think you being in the ring, like, just, you know, it makes sense, you know, like, but you just don't have to wrestle, but you, you understand, like, what you need to do. So when I obviously couldn't do the booking thing anymore, I was like, okay, um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I guess I'll ref. And it happened to be that, uh, Primetime Wrestling was uh, starting to go, like, they kind of almost went the same LWF route. There, They, like, they had a ring. They were down in Piatone. They, they built a, a ring, like, the one, the guy who owned it actually built a ring himself. He used to build rings. No shit. And um, 
he uh, they were running shows like in their in a backyard, like you know, a huge backyard in like Wilmington, Vietone area, um, and they were trying to go legit and actually start running like regular shows. And uh, Brandon Bishop, who was used to be at Windy City, uh, was their guy running their training school. So they're like, hey, we're probably gonna need refs, you know, like you know, if you want to come down here and you know start training and stuff, you know, work out, you know, pricing all that, and you can come down and start, you know, and you, you can ref for us. And I'm like, oh, it's awesome. So nice. I went down there and started training, and it was it was it was cool. Like I I mean I didn't like I know each school kind of trains differently. Like I was I wasn't trained to do everything because it was one of those things where. Bishop is like, I'm not going to train you how to chain wrestle. He goes, there's no purpose, because he's right. like, you're almost never going to do this afterwards. He's like, I'm just going to teach you, like, basics, you know, and stuff like that. And, you know, just so you're ready to, like, you know, be in a ring and, like, ref. And, I'd you know, I'd ref the, the training matches and stuff like that to get practice. And a weird thing happened was, is, you know, I trained this whole time there, and actually... At one point, Punk came down there and took over for training when Brandon Bishop left. Okay. And I only did a couple practices with Punk, but he, like, wanted to train me totally different. But then, like, he kind of left, too, because he was getting frustrated with the style of everyone. Everyone was already trained by Bishop, and then he would try and do things differently. Okay. And they would be like, well, that's not how Bishop showed us. And he just, he's like, I would rather just do it from the start, I think. Right. <laughs> Instead of trying to, you know, come in and take over what someone else had already done. So they they ran their own show though, uh, one show down there. I did not rev on it because I felt I wasn't ready and I didn't want to mess up the show. So I ran the audio and video in okay. the back, and they never ran again. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, yeah, there's some some fans were drinking in the parking lot. It was a school, and they said they never wanted wrestling there again. Oh boy! And they never recovered and got in their venue. Like the train school still stayed open for a while after that, and they still training but they never ran another show and i'm like i'm never gonna ref like who's gonna who's gonna bring in a ref that's never ref before little did i know now it's <laughs> it's kind of commonplace where they'll just yank someone out of a crowd almost at some shows really <laughs> <laughs> don't you do that <laughs> show my form man um but yeah to, so move up uh, eventually I happened to bump into, uh, a guy who I knew, Bailey Mannix, uh, from LWF, and then also from, you know, he also was wrestling other places, and his, uh, his tag partner at the time was Delicious Danny Scott, and he was starting up MSPW, and he was like, oh, you know, I, and I talked to him, I just bumped into him, like, one day, talked to him, and told him I was trained to ref and stuff, and he's like, oh, cool, and that was it. And then I got a call, like, from, like, a little bit later, like, you know, a few months later, like, hey, my tag partner's starting up a uh, company, and we realized we don't have a ref book for the show, and I threw your name in. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I showed up and refed the first show I ever refed. I refed by myself. <laughs> the whole Five show? matches. I don't think there was an intermission. Jeez. I was nervous as hell. It's <laughs> like, didn't know, you know, anything. And right, right. Uh, yeah, and then from there, I just, I kind of just, it was a lot of, like, a lot of good luck and being in the right place, right time, and, like, making good contacts, and just, you know, kind of having a good rep of, like, just always wanting to work. Right. Like, you know, I happened, Nick, Nick Hedford was a, I mean, he's still a referee, 
But um, he was like a ref working a lot of plays at the time. He blew out his shoulder like shortly after I started refing. So he gave me all his bookings basically. Oh, nice. So like that was like just an instant like network to let me expand mm-hmm. and start getting out more. And then you know I just started you know meeting more people and getting on more shows where I didn't really have to like hunt down bookings as much as like some other people would have. I just kept getting lucky in that regard. I get you. So the bookings just came to you. Yeah, it was because just, of him. And, and the, yeah, like I said, and then you know, <clears throat> there wasn't a ton of like local refs either. You know, it's it's kind of like it's weird. Like even like a couple of years ago, there wasn't even a ton of local refs, and now it feels like there's always a billion refs and new refs everywhere. Hmm. But it's up, golly. <laughs> depends on the shows. <laughs> it's so weird. Some some weekends I'll be the only ref for three shows, and then other weekends I'll be like. Why is there five refs on one show? <laughs> it's the that's the special of Sagali. So not so, everyone's falling asleep from yeah, from the origin of Andy Long. <laughs> Something that I've been dying to ask you, and I didn't want to interrupt. You said you talked to a lot of these guys on AIM. What was their AOL screen name? Um, I had a few. Ooh. Uh, the main one was Caleb Crack. Caleb Crack. Which was my, my yard name. That was your yarder name. <laughs> yep, yep right. when I when I yarded for like a six month period of time or so. It was short lived. Caleb Crack. Um people would call you Cracky? Like, hey Cracky. Uh it was it was a almost a joke name where it was uh there was another guy who was my tag partner and he was Brian Butt and we were the Butt Crack brothers. Ah, oh, awful. See? Awful. But then, it, like, he didn't really want to do it at all, so he stopped really quick, and then I suddenly turned into, like, then it turned into, like, I was a drug addict, is <laughs> how, they, how they, like, just shifted to it, and I was Jeez. like, oh, so. We're gonna keep the crack thing, <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna keep the crack, crack thing. Yeah, now you're a drug addict. This crack thing is gold, bro. That was, that was when Crackhead Bob was really big on Stern, too, oh so, like, God. I remember, like, guys coming to shows and, like, yelling Crackhead Bob just, and stuff. Just offering you crack? <laughs> just offering me crack. Hey, you're the crack guy, right? <laughs> you're the crack guy. You got any crack? You know, Henry, notice that it, it's great you asked this question, yeah. because... He went from, oh, I'm a huge fan, going to the shows, blah, 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 blah. So he skipped say? over his yarder days completely. <laughs> exactly. Like, completely. Targeting they... journalism here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I, know how to get to, I know how to get it out of you. I mean, like I said, it was very, it was a very short-lived time frame. And okay. that, was, that was how I wanted to, like, become a wrestler from that. It was like, I was like, well, I'm not really doing this right. I should train. And then I was like, I don't know if I'm, you know, really cut out to wrestle. So, butt cracks. But yeah, that was uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was my that was my main uh my main uh, aim screening. What else did I have? I'm trying to think. Razor WP. Well, I think you guys can figure that one. Razor, out. I don't know. Wolfpack. Oh, Wolfpack. Uh, I had what was it? AOD freak. Army of Darkness. Big Army Army of Darkness fan. The movie. AOD freak. Yeah. I think those are like the main ones. Those are like the the three that kept the heavy heavy rotation. Heavy rotation? Yeah. (laughs) Caleb Crack. I love finding this out about (laughs) y'all. Any pictures of uh, Yarder Caleb? There's there's, there's, uh, actual VHS footage of Yarder Caleb that might be floating. What was your finishing move? Or what was your finish? Uh, Double arm DDT. Okay. I was a big Foley guy, too. Understandable. So. Okay. I mean, yeah. he's like the legend in that era. Yeah. 
Can, can you imagine little Andy Long and and little Jimmy Russo having a having a backyard? Uh, Caleb Craig versus J.C. Smalls. <laughs> Holy oh, oh, shit! That's insane. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the universe is ready for that. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever be ready. I need someone to make up a poster board right now. <laughs> Whoever's listening to this, if you've got graphic dizzles, dis- design skills, dizzles, 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 just combining words, I need a J.C. Smalls versus Caleb Crack once in a lifetime. If you know, if if, if D-Ray was listening right now, he'd already be. Oh, I, this. And, I, and I'm hoping he's gonna listen once to this, this and gets this, this, this That's uh, it. And non-related, I gotta make a phone call real quick. Sorry, I don't. It's oh, I was. Oh, I, was I, get I get it. I get it. Thank you. I'll, just, I'll text them. There you go. Well, awesome. Okay. I mean, th- did you have matches? Did you have, how many matches did you have? Oh God, you really want to dig into this guy? I do. Business. I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, I'm into this. I'm pretty sure when I d- did the two heels podcast before, and they talked about my, they, they we definitely skipped the yard phase. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we definitely got to talk about this. Yes. Uh, I only had a few. Like it wasn't a lot. Um, I had. Let's see. I, I actually, actually, um, in in my first, <laughs> the first yard show I did, uh, I was part of the our, our stable was the Cannibal Crew. Oh man! Um, and uh, sounds horrible. If if you know who, uh, the, the one of the cameramen for uh, Smart Mark, uh, HC Jeff, he was the leader Cannibal, and uh, that was me. Brian Butt, we had, uh, and then two other guys, we had Maniac Mike and Time Bomb Tom. Oh, man. We really liked alliteration. <laughs> Caleb Craig, Time Bomb Tom, Brian Butt. Maniac Mike. Maniac Mike. So. Hilarious. My, uh. What? Narcoleptic nose. <laughs> The first, the first match I had was uh, match in the heavy quotations <laughs> was uh, I wrestled actually Wojewenis, who um, he was a referee at the LWF. Okay, it's weird. This this yard fed that we were in was a feeder system almost for the. L- <laughs> it was like for all the ones that weren't like old enough to go train at the LWF. They just like went to this place called the UWF, which was this backyard fed in Mount Greenwood. It was the PC. <laughs> Mount Greenwood. But like it was funny because all the LWF guys would show up and watch the shows. Where like it'd be packed in the backyard of like this place. Oh shit! Um, actually, one of the guys who was the, one of the guys running it was Max Holiday. Uh, used to be he was Jay Trash back then. Okay. Um, you mean Jay Jash? <laughs> <laughs> Some of my drops in. Yeah. Uh, so they would all show up. Like I mean, I remember like Punk coming out to the backyard shows and like you know Billy Whack and all these. But the the funny thing is that this is before someone debuted who has gone on to have a somewhat. I guess fruitful career here and there. Uh, the tag partner to Wojewenis was Officer Friendly, and their tag team name was Jelly Beans and Sodomy. My God! <laughs> and Officer Friendly was none other than Brad Bradley. Okay. Who you? I'm sure you know from the Indies. Brad. Brad J. Brad Bradley. 
Jay Bradley? Jay Bradley. Okay. Um, what was his impact name? Or TNA uh, name? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't remember. It, it, but when I saw him on TNA, I was like, holy shit, it's Jay Bradley. Yeah. But um, this is before he had ever, like, they had, they, he started in through, like, the LWF, too. Like, he, okay. was, he was a domain student, but, like, he started wrestling, like, at the LWF. And his tag partner was, and, like, they did, like, a, he did, like, a run-in, I think, or something at the end of the, <laughs> the match. But, yeah, um, that first match, I learned that yarding is dumb. Uh, I, uh... How dare you? I actually had, a. Uh, I got my nose fractured... Jeez. Not even during a move. Um, it was the they had a the, the ref or whatever like was stopped it due to a rope break the pin, and Wojtunis grabbed the rope and yelled at the ref. And when he grabbed the rope and yelled at the ref, he yanked downwards and he elbowed oh me right God. in my nose and oh, fractured shit. my nose. Oh. <laughs> um, and I think actually. I want to say that after the match, he, like, rubbed banana on me, possibly. Oh, my God. Which probably wasn't a good idea. So you're not allergic to bananas. You're just traumatized by bananas. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I just I just remember that I think he did rub a banana because, like, you know, obviously the gimmick was kind of creepy, the jelly beans inside yeah, of them. Yeah, but what was um, thinking behind rubbing a banana? It was just, I think he just came out to, like, It was just one, weird. You know, and then afterwards, you know, after he beat me or whatever... Um, I barely remember any of the, any of the match to be honest, because after I got hit in the face, I kind of was just like I was on Dream Street. You were like, probably yeah, concussed. I was out of it. Um, and then I want to say I only had like a few other matches. Like I didn't have many. Um, they gave me the the belt for the company. Oh man! <laughs> wow. You were a champ. I came in and won it like at the end of a gauntlet match. Literally, just came in, ran in, and like did my finisher. We are what? sitting here with a world champion. <laughs> Stop with it! The Stop legend. It. This is the worst podcast. Why did I agree to this? Legend. What was your finisher? Double arm DDT. Oh yeah, no no no! Oh. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but I only did a few uh, matches. Like I said, I think I only had like something like four matches. It wasn't anything. It wasn't some storied yard career like you know, some other guys crazy. have, you know. I, I want to see the day. video. Uh, yeah, there's definitely at least uh, there's at least video of the gauntlet match, which was often <laughs> when the video did circulate for a minute among friends. There was, there was some heavy uh, ribbing going on <laughs> on me. And then um, trying to think. And then I, I know that there's probably video of the other match where I wrestled uh, Destruction Worker who uh, he, he, you probably don't know him uh, but he was like kind of around VWAA for a while. Not familiar. Vanguard. Um, back in the, the mid-level days of them. So yeah, that's, I mean that's pretty much the extent of my, my yarding. <laughs> what was the most painful move you took? Or that stood stood out to your wall in the yarding this. That elbow to probably the elbow to the face. <laughs> I mean, that elbow to the face was awful. I mean, that's the only time I remember getting like hurt in any way, shape, or form. And the, the few times that I, I did. What did your parents say about this? Not oh, only, they hated it. I was saying, not only did they tell you, make sure you knew it was fake. Yeah, no. They then all, you started doing this. They all hated it. Did you go home with the fractured nose and be like, "This isn't fake"? <laughs> no, I kind of was just like, I just went home and was like. Oh, <laughs> don't talk to me I can't breathe what I said yeah. I can't breathe that was a uh, yeah that's, that's pretty much the extent of the yarding so. no. I don't want to go too much more in depth than <laughs> anyway no one wants to 
to hear yarding stories. Oh, Everybody, no one yards anymore anymore. Well, not a second. GCW just had a yarder show this year. Yeah, now it's now it's like nostalgia. See? It's this weird, like, let's yarding's cool, but it's not cool. I mean, maybe they can bring back Caleb Cracky for one more show. Caleb Crack. No. Caleb Crack. Caleb Cracky. No. No. Not Caleb Cracky. <laughs> what was his name? Caleb Crack. So, Caleb Crack. Uh-huh. So, but you could you could ref a match, and then it, it at the last second you pull off your referee shirt, and you pin somebody, and you get the title. And then I have a white shirt underneath, and it has a no. bunch of sharpie on no. it. Listen, I got <laughs> listen, I got the whole gimmick. Oh God! I got it. You're refing a match, right? Let's say like it's a no DQ scramble match for a title, right? You're gonna go count to three. You don't count to three. Let's say it's this weekend. Let's say it's, let's say it's the Batman. <laughs> let's exactly. Let's see that you're gonna I'm, win a belt as the Bunker. I'm glad you see where we're going with this. You got Pat Monix about to you know, open challenge. About to retain the title. It's an open challenge. He's about to retain the title, right? The crowd's hot. One, two, and here comes for the three, and you stop. You say, fuck you, Pat. This is my company. And you take your ref shirt off. And you have a shirt underneath that says, the crack is back. Oh! And you hit the double arm DDT. And you're now the free, the underground champion. The, what's the name of the side? Independent. That is. Champion. But you know what I'm saying. I got excited. The crack is back. You oh. can make shirts. You can make money off of this. So, Monetize so, it. So wait, so you basically want Freelance Underground to completely nosedive and go under. No. <laughs> I don't even want to call it a turning point because the guys are doing just fine. But, I mean, this can this can get you booked like all of Mania Weekend, man. <laughs> but, and then all of a sudden, the full-blooded Italian music hits. Holy shit. I got chills. And all and JC Smalls. Smalls comes out from 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 the locker room. Him and fucking and he just Wojewinas. Like, Wojewinas. <laughs> I'm saying, think about it. Crack is back. I like it. This is not. This is not a good <laughs> not, idea. Listen, not, if you guys ever need bookers, you're not taking this serious I'll, right uh, now. I'll. Listen, I'll write you down on a. I'm sure once on a sticky note, I'll lose. I'm sure once this comes out, <laughs> let it marinate. Yeah, let it, let it marinate. When this comes out, people are definitely going to want more of the crack. I can't believe I agreed to this podcast. Yeah. Now. <laughs> the, the rabbit hole we have gone down is you not obviously what I was have never to heard this show because this is what we did. You pretty much now agreed to crack is back. I can't wait. No. Fuck, Caleb Crack versus J.C. Smalls is happening. What a time to be alive. Actually, that, if, if I, that legit happened, th- that would probably happen in the ring. You'd see James just run out and be like, what the fuck are you doing? And he'd just beat the shit out of me in the ring, probably. See? He's starting to think about it. He's like, well, we can't make money off this. It can't go viral. And then... And then I guess he'd be the champ because he'd probably beat me to death at that very moment for destroying something that he's been building for so long. You guys have been building. Well, he he was part of Underground before I was part of I Underground. I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Henry, you're wearing your referee shirt under your your other shirt. On bell Saturday, ringer right? slash referee. Still a bell ringer, right? <laughs> <laughs> no matter how weird this gets. <laughs> That, that's like secured, right? Speaking of getting weird, oh, no, I'm kidding. Oh. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> Actually, I was like, this this could only go in a good direction at this point because everything else is severely going like south. So, <laughs> give 
give me a second. I can make it weirder. So basically, you started roughing at 19? No, I didn't start roughing till 20. Okay, so 20 well, years like a, old. Like year and, and have you been solidly roughing? Yeah, the longest break I've ever had was like three months. Wow. Like, wow. So, yeah, I started roughing uh, April, yeah, April of 2003. Oh, okay. That was my first, that was the first show. I trained for like a whole year before that. So yeah. sixteen years of roughing. Yeah, yeah, coming up on. Who's like, yeah, that's the math, guys. <laughs> that's, that's numbers. Bryce, Bryce Benjamin actually debuted on the show after me, the month after me. Oh, so you guys kind of came up together. Yeah, we're we're very good friends. So yeah. we're brothers. Oh, look at that! That's very nice. That's uh, really great. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. No, not that kind of brother, 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 <laughs> brother, 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 brother. That's a favorite thing. Just now, I think like because I always just like when I talk, I always say brother naturally. But like, yeah, no problem, brother. Like, I I don't think it's a Hogan thing because I hated Hogan, but but now that I'm around the more like of you guys and the wrestling stuff, and I, I hate myself every time I say brother because it's just like, damn it, I say that, and now it's very ironic because people make fun of people that say like, brother, 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 brother. Yeah, so now. <laughs> Anytime I say brother, I make sure I follow it up with a brother, brother immediately to make fun of myself. You're like, I'm cool. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm with it. All right. So enough about that. Yes. How did this whole, uh, well, I mean, you know. We, we, people don't want to hear this. People don't want to hear about the yard days of Andy Long. You don't know what the people want. All right, I feel buddy? like it's not what they want. I feel like we have the finger on the pulse of, of what the people want. Listen. Big pops in the history of this, the illustrious history of this podcast. People finding out Chris Castro, uh, Chris Castro's yarder or alter ego Matu. People popped for that. Let me tell you, Matt not Nicks, only Matt Nix told us, but Castro didn't was not a fan. Not of only did people pop for that, but the next freelance show, there was a whole section of Matu signs, and Castro came out and was very confused. <laughs> didn't appreciate it. <laughs> Kirby was a wrestler at one point, whose name I don't remember at the moment. Yeah, I remember talking about it. was like some kind of Highlander or something like that. It's amazing. Chopping off heads. James. J.C. Smalls. Big Pop. (laughs) Full-blooded Italians. And now we got Caleb Crack. (laughs) I mean, to be honest, like, like Nick, D-Ray... A lot, of, a lot of guys get their start yeah, they in that. In that they, yeah. Well, of course, that's what's awesome. Like, that's you may find it silly or whatever, but like that's part of like the come up, right? The come up and of all you guys kind of came up that way. But like back then, yarding was just different. Like it was, it was very like, like because wrestling was so popular. Like right. yarders thought they were like oh, yeah. really cool to the point where like we don't need a good train. Like there was a lot of like weird stuff like that where like but it's like also like I was you know the, out of the few yard shows I did and some of the ones that I went to like I was like I think about it some of those drew better than some of the indie shows I was, that I bought I was about to say it was so popular was like the LWF specifically they drew pretty big shows LWF just like yeah and I mean they were drawing like crowds close to a thousand that's yeah i was gonna say like wow. in like tinley park you know high school and stuff like that they were just filling those places and that's just kids that were like hey, yeah they basically yeah they were just indoor yarding at that point you know to, to a certain extent i mean they all obviously you know 
some of them broke out later and did more stuff. Right. And, or, you know, they like they got more officially trained, you could say. Shame that CM Punk had never made it. <laughs> he had potential. <laughs> <laughs> if you just would have listened to yeah. Caleb Crack yeah, a few times. Yeah, he, he had something about him. <laughs> kind of I, think he got, I think he's got a gig doing some talk show now, though. Oh, so. oh that's on so. tonight. Punk so. is back. Uh, unrelated, I gotta go. I'm it's not on until 10, Henry. So, right, right. So, I, I, I'm going to... Uh, this isn't breaking news. I think a lot of people who know you know this, that you don't really watch wrestling nowadays. Uh, no, not really. How did... What made you fall out of love with the television product? I was say, yeah. I definitely didn't fall out of love with wrestling. Right, right, right. Um, well, at first it was kind of more just... I'm doing it, so I don't need to watch it as much. Like, I'm involved in it. So, like, and also, like, I was, like, I had less time, and I was working, I was going to practice, like, so I kind of just started falling behind on okay. it, and after a while, I kind of just, like, I just, uh, I'm just gonna watch stuff, you know, like, I, I, then I switched to, like, just watching kind of pay-per-views, and right. then I just kind of, like, then I was like, oh, let's watch Mania every year, and then it kind of became, like, <laughs> That's good eh, I might watch a pay-per-view this oh, year, <laughs> like, like, there's as many years, yeah, where I didn't even watch, like, any, like, real TV wrestling, like, like, I'd watch it maybe at a friend's house or be somewhere or yeah. a bar, but, like, it was, like, I wasn't sitting and watching it and, like, making a point to, like, pay attention so to it. You don't, so you don't spend, like, 15 hours a week watching wrestling on television? No, not at all. When's um, the last time you probably watched, like, a full SmackDown or a Raw? Uh, I had to do... I did a podcast for uh, scheduled for one fall, oh, okay. and they wanted me to review one of the shows. <laughs> so I, I went over to James's house and watched SmackDown. <laughs> did you enjoy what you saw? No, I shit all over it. Oh my god! <laughs> I hated it. I hated it so bad. Well, who was on that specific? Oh, what god. happened in that? Episode? They had, they were having all these first time matches, and some of them weren't even first time matches, which was <laughs> annoying the shit out of me. Um, like I think I would say like Daniel was that the night that. Daniel Bryan turned heel. I'm trying to think. I, I don't know. Um, but I can't remember if the, no. I don't. I think mean, he definitely was. turned heel. I mean, I know there was a big segment with like a bunch of women, and it was that was awful and like a big time waste where it was just like <laughs> them all just like talking and no one really putting anything over. And I want to say like Shelton Benjamin wrestled. Who he wrestled? I can't remember. Like I can't remember like the exact pairings. Maybe it was AJ Styles. I don't know. I can't even remember the last time show that Benjamin wrestled. So um, it was a while ago. It was like it was maybe like a year and a half ago or something like that, and it was just. Did you show him wrestle Kofi? Because Kofi called Brock out, and he's like, "This is before Kofi won the belt or anything." Oh, I mean, this is this is yeah. I say this is probably a little a little bit ago, but I just I hated it. I hate I hated how I hated the formatting of it. I couldn't stand the formatting of it, which driving me nuts. The even, like, just, like, because I don't watch wrestling much now, like, on, like, like TV wrestling, like, mm-hmm. it was so jarring just how they cut constantly, and it's, like, I'm, like, this is, like, too, like, every time someone did a move, cut, 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 to where I'm, like, can we just, like, focus on something for a second? Like, can we ever use the hard cam? <laughs> right. Um, and then I, I hated, like, them cutting away to commercial and then, like, putting it in the corner. Oh, and I'm, like, yeah. You're just dist- like you only have like three matches on this whole fucking show, and you couldn't manage to like give them full time like to where you're paying attention to it. I'd almost rather it be like the old nitros, where at least they'd like just get it in. cut in the middle of the match. They'd be in a rust hole, and then they'd be getting out of the rust hole when right. they come back from you know 
the the commercial instead of like oh shit's happening in the corner but we're we're right. we're more concerned about telling you about the new Twix product you know like just there's a new uh, Twix product no you know i absolutely agree with you and i know you're, you're not watching you're, you're yeah. so you're not watching wrestling but uh aew and nxt have become like awful with that especially aew aew it's like practically every match they go to that little screen in the bottom wow. I hate it. I, I just feel like it's like I'm watching this to watch wrestling. Yeah. And I get it that you're trying to like plug your sponsors and stuff and whatever, but like, just I don't know, make the match a minute shorter and then just right. do the yeah. do yeah. the commercial. Like, give them give them their time. You know, like I, I just I don't. Yeah, I just. I mean, I watched some of the pay per views. I did like I can't remember. I think there was like a Extreme Rules pay per view or something. I watched at James' house that I actually liked. I think I hate it. It was like the main event is what I hated, and like the opening match is what I hated. But I thought everything in between. That was a show with uh, the two most important matches you hated. Uh, no, but it was it was the one with the had the it was the the intergender tag was the main uh, between Seth and Seth uh, and Becky versus mm. yeah uh, Lacey, Lacey and and, uh, and Baron. Baron. Oh, oh I, I I couldn't stand that match, but like I like that was the same show that had uh. Cesaro and uh, Alistair Black, like in that match, I was like, "This is an indie match. They're doing a straight yeah. up indie match." Even the finish was like totally this out of nowhere indie yeah, finish. Yeah. I was like, "This is awesome." Well, you'd probably and appreciate I, NXT then. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I've watched bits and pieces. I've yeah. watched matches. Like, I mean, no, you know, what I did, I did watch, I watched the May Youngs. Okay. I did watch like all of the, almost all of both, uh, now, both years of the May Youngs. Now, is it coincidence because you appear on those shows? <laughs> That's right. He's uh, Network Megastar. Uh, Andy Long. They're pulling me house. off after this Caleb Craig business. Now. I'm, I'm gonna crack his back, I'm gonna, baby. I'm gonna get Ben Wad. <laughs> um, but no, they. Um, Caleb Craig. Uh, I, I just. I mean, I just. I've always had an interest in in women's wrestling, like in terms of like when I saw like what uh, Prezak was doing with it and. Like, so, like, I was like, oh, no, I'm really interested in this. And plus, I knew, like, a lot of the, the, the women on there. So, I was like, I kind of want to see how, how they right. did and how it went. Um, but, yeah, so I, I, did, I did religiously watch the, the Mae Young stuff. And other than that, but, yeah. What do you think about the Mae Young? think they did it justice, or? I, I think there's a lot of girls that were, not a lot, but I think there's a few that were on there that maybe shouldn't have been on there. But they were on there just because of a diversity situation, okay. which kind of annoyed me. Where I was like, there are definitely some females that I think should be getting a spotlight on this, but just because they're the not, they, yeah, they are. The quote has already been met for that particular demographic. Yeah, we had to pull someone from here instead just I to like you. keep it diverse. And I'm just like, oh, can't we just focus on you know the best who's talent. the best, right, right, instead yeah. of you know. Just I mean, trying to cover all, check every box we can. I mean, one of the hottest wrestlers in the world right now is Tessa Blanchard, and she was it was the second Mae Young, wasn't it? She was the first. Oh, was, was the first, first one? Yeah, wasn't the first one. But okay. she lost to Kyrie Sane. Like she lost like the second match. Right. Yeah. Like her second match, not like. Yeah, but like she lost to the winner. So who was the first winner? The May, the first May was it Kyrie? Yeah. Yeah, so I think Tessa won her opening match, lost her opening match to Kyrie Sane. I'm saying though, still like, like a talent like that, <laughs> that just. Well, I think she's definitely grown as a performer. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean she was one hundred percent. She's young. 
I mean, I mean, when she was in May Young, what, she was like 20? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Because when I met her, she was like 19. Right. When, like, Dave first brought her into Shimmer. So, I mean, she is... You know, she's a blessing. She's the world ahead of her still. Sure. No, right, um, absolutely. She's pretty much calling her own shots at this point. Yeah, yeah, she, she really can. Um, Good for her. The stuff she's doing in Impact is, is really great. Yeah. If I you see. like, if you, I, I, you know, if you like intergender wrestling. <laughs> some some people are very strong. Oh, no, I, I have no, obviously I have no problem with it. If you yeah, right. see shows that I mean, James you, and I are putting out, we are clearly, we <laughs> always have like at least usually one intergender match. Right, right. right. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, so yeah, I just, I don't know, the, the TV wrestling just doesn't, and I even like, even I switched over like, right, I started becoming more of a tape watcher than a TV watcher back even when I really started getting into wrestling, like, I started transitioning, like, fast, right? I was mm. like, well, I like the TV stuff, but then I was watching all the old tapes, and then I kind of got caught up, and then I was like, oh, what's this All Japan, New Japan, what's this, you know? Ooh, you know, J-Cup, you know? And I'm watching, you know, just all these, you know, that I'm watching, you know, Big Japan Deathmatch stuff, Jeez. and I'm, I'm just, I was just trying to, like, call everything I could, and, you know, like, oh, you know, what's this, what's this AAA stuff with, you know, the... With our bar and Eddie Guerrero, you know, like I'm like I was just trying to like watch anything I could, so like I kind of was like less interested in just watching like what was current and just like all this other stuff that like I was like I haven't seen this, I haven't seen this. No, that was probably a big help for you, especially getting into like the indie scene yeah. or starting starting out like book shows and stuff like that. Because sure, you had a bigger pool to choose from. Obviously, you knew who who to look out for, who you liked, who you didn't like. Yeah, I mean, now it's just a oversaturation of like, what do you even? Where do you start? How do you? How do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't. No, like, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's so much. Like it's it's just hard to even like you know. But, but I mean, we always like like not to not to borrow from two heels in the face because we don't use the same terminology. Um, we like to say that there's there's something for everybody in wrestling, and with as many shows as there are now, there's bound to be one that's going to touch that thing about wrestling that you really, really like. So that's like, um, and, and, and I hear what you're saying. Cause like it gets overwhelming trying to, cause literally it's like 15 to 16 hours of wrestling to watch a week. That's just on the, the t- like this broadcaster in some way. Yes. And then, then there's all these other shows that's occurring that you have Absolutely. access to through yeah. like, I mean, streaming they, formats. Yeah, all those all the streaming formats. And then of of course being being spoiled in the Chicagoland area, we have plenty of great companies like you know, especially I mean, we we kind of hold freelance and freelance underground kind of up on a pedestal when it comes to the independent no, uh, no. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, you know, he's, uh, because you guys are, are always putting on great shows that are entertaining and 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 fun to to, to be at. So they I they I I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> no, no, we need a new bell ringer. That's all I know. Hey, man. First of all, chill. Just like job security, dude. I've been working out do it yeah so have I oh my god but yeah you couldn't see the hand gestures we were making <laughs> but uh alright so enough about Caleb Crack <laughs> we left that a while ago no, yeah, we did. I, just, I just want to keep mentioning as much as we can okay how did you and James get together 
to form uh, this freelance? I know underground was a thing, and then how how did how did this come? How did this partnership, this marriage, come very up? very come accidental? Um, I mean, I met him back at Vanguard for the first time uh, after he they left. Uh, well, I don't know. There was that whole split down there with Scarpone and uh, Bryce and James kind of came into Vanguard and had like a small group. D-Ray was one of them, like a small group of guys that wanted to join Marks and well, they were going to work on the Vanguard shows. And I was actually at the time helping book at Vanguard. Um, and they were there and then Vanguard shut down and kind of restarted. Uh, and that rebooted and right around the same time is when Underground kind of rebooted too. So I just was being used as a ref for Underground. And then I was also helping uh, with Vanguard and timelines might be a little fuzzy on this. I'm trying to think like if it's, you know, I think we were right around doing stuff at the same time roughly. And um, then, like I said, the, the reboot of Vanguard started. That never really took off. Um, great talent was in there. That was Milwaukee, right? Was no, it? no, no. That was all um, Plainfield and Addison, pretty okay. much. Uh, we, have, uh, if you look at those shows on like Cage, like I think Jordan like managed to upload the uh, the other guy who was running uh, Vanguard. Um, he uploaded, I think, like all the results from those shows, and it's insane. Oh, where is that at? Unlike Cage Match okay. uh, online, like if you go and look at all of those results, like, the amount of talent we had on those shows, but we were literally drawing, like, 20 people. Oh, man. But it was, like, you know, like, Ali <clears throat> was on our shows, uh, Ethan Page, like, Josh Alexander. The uh, Like, just so many, uh, I mean, we were using, like, Corbin, Cannon. Uh, Darren or Darren? I'm kidding. <laughs> um... Eric Ryan, like, it just, this weird spread out group of, like, all these guys that a lot of them are, like, pretty popular now, and it was, like, just insane when I look back at those, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the Jordan Grace was on her shows, like, right. when she was still, like, just barely, you know, wrestling. Um, so, then Vanguard kind of folded, and I was just refing, um, and... I would always, like, I mean, I'd help wherever I could with, uh, like, freelance and stuff like that, you know, if, if I saw, like, a good, you know, idea or something, I would kind of throw it, you know, in the direction of, you know, one of the promoters, or if I went somewhere and kind of found, like, hey, this is a cool venue or whatever. Yeah. So I happened to, <laughs> I happened to go to, uh, Chowder Fest on, uh, the, at the Columbia Yacht Club. Oh, wow, fancy. Uh, I, I usually go every year. and Caleb and his yacht. And uh, I managed to start talking to the beer vendor there, which was Beta Brow at the time. Nice, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And I uh, was like, they are like, hey, we maybe I don't know where I'm wrestling. We got this huge event space, you know. And I'm like, yeah, you know. And by the end of the conversation, I was like, yeah, let's run it monthly. You know, it went from like one... You know, one show to test it out to like, let's do monthly. And I'm like, oh, let's not get out of ourselves here. 
And then, you know, I, I, so I was like, well, let me do something different. Like, you know, let me try and, because I had already, you know, like, I would already, th- actually, I had acquired 350 Fest. Uh, I talked to 350, and they were interested in doing wrestling. So I passed that to Nick. So I was like, this, nice. this, this is, this is all freelance. Like, this is a, it's a, it's a brewery that's all about wrestling and punk rock. Like, yeah, this, oh, yeah, this yeah. is, this is a freelance. I'm like, I'm lobbing the ball, you know, here's, here's the guy's no, business card. Sense. Take it. And then I was like, well, I want to help out James. And that was when they were kind of struggling with the, the Joe's live thing, too, in Rosemont. Oh, right. yeah. The Thursday night Joe's. Such a good venue. Um, Expensive uh, venue. <laughs> such a good venue maybe as a setup purpose, but... Right, right. Um, so we I, I we all met. Like, I, I brought out... Because um, I told James and uh, Matt Nix, I was like, listen, how about we do a joint show? Where it's like, just like, you know... We just call it, like, Bader Brawl or whatever, you know, easy, catchy name, and promote it as, like, both companies working together. Like, show that, like, there can be synergy with them. Like, yeah. This is, like, I feel like that was still a time when, like, you know, I mean, this is a few years ago where, like, no one was working together. No one, there was no, like, everybody was, like, you're my enemy, you're my enemy, or just, like, you know, n- no one seemed to be able to, like, actually cohesively, like, be together. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, let's try this. Like, let's try and do this. Like, the only way I want, the only way I want to do this is if you guys run together, and we kind of run this, like, underground show. Not really make it a versus show, but it's kind of have these features from, like, both, you know, both groups. So then, like, I don't know, from there, I kind of, like, I, I end up running the show way more than I planned. I was, like, I thought I was going to kind of pass the ball, and... Then I started, you know, then it's like James and I started talking more, you know, it's like we already were friends from, you know, me working in Underground, but like then it's like we kind of, you know, we're talking more and more about this because now I'm like on this business end of things. Right. And we did the first show, which actually was like, it was freelance and Underground Wrestling present Beta Raw. And then um, Matt Nix is after the first show, we're like, well, we should do another show. That was, it wasn't too bad. It was, you know, it was pretty cool. And that was when... Matt was just like, I can't, I can't focus on this too. Like I've got so right. much other stuff going on. How about you guys just kind of rebrand as Freelance Underground? And I'm like, well, you got to talk to James about that. I, 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 everything right. kept going through me, and I was like, I, I'm not gonna say. And then, and James like, well, do you want to come on board and be like, you know, one of the owners? And I'm like, oh. Jeez, <laughs> like I got a venue, and now suddenly I got a wrestling company. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> so yeah, then I I was like, sure, let's do this. And then that was actually the first technical freelance underground show. Was the uh, was it? What was the name of that one? I'm trying to remember now. The second one was that a. Was that know. the October show? Was that the one? I think that's when was, when we when yeah. we we first met. Did a chive and freelance. Well, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, because I remember we, because I started talking to you guys at the show <laughs> shows in, in Rose. Right. But uh, I think that was that was the October show, maybe. Was it? Probably. So, yeah, probably. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, and brought in Shiggy. And brought Shiggy in from Japan. Yeah. Pat Monix. Um, Pat Monix, two years as champ. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, we had Taco Fest in between, too. So that was when Pat Monix, he had, that was like his first defense, I think, actually, was Shiggy. Yeah. Yeah. I missed Taco Fest when he won it. I was very yeah. upset. So yeah, that was kind of, that was the, that was the transition, yeah. So it would have been, I guess Taco Fest was definitely my first, my first show I ran, like, you know, as the freelance. Look at you guys brand. now. 
You guys, yeah, you guys are running every few months now. You, yeah, well, now it seems year, like you're starting to run more often. Next year is going to be a stacked year. We got a we got a full schedule. Big plans. You guys just you guys just started. Well, not that you officially started back, but you went to. Uh, <clears throat> you guys right now you're running out of Church Street Brewery. That's, yes. that's t- typically your home at the moment. But uh, what did you do, uh, Joliet, last month? Yep. Went pretty well. I, I, I mean, yes, from a we'll, fan perspective, we'll it seemed like it went pretty we'll, we'll well. Be back. Right on. Uh, we already talked to them. We have a good split of dates between both locations. Okay. And then uh, we have a third venue, two oh. next year. Boom, oh. boom, boom. That will be, uh, we'll be debuting there in uh, April is what we're looking at. Looking to break any news or are you just going to leave us all hanging? I don't know if I. Uh, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I got, I I don't I don't got permission to. Yeah, I don't wonder, I don't, I don't, we were gonna officially announce it in January, like the the first like few shows of the year, and everything. But uh, yeah, it's a it's definitely it falls into the uh, the brewery category in a way. Okay. A little bit. In a nice. Way. Um, it definitely it's it's in that it's in that wheelhouse. Let's put it that way. Heard it here first. And in St. Louis at the Budweiser <laughs> Brewery. And it's 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 definitely a it's it's another location too that's uh. It's not. I feel like it's not overrun with wrestling. It's another area within within Illinois that uh, that that everyone can get to. Sounds no problem. Far. Sounds far. No, it's not far. It's not far. <laughs> within uh, Illinois. Well, within, well, no, because I figured like I'm like, oh, people are thinking like it's another state or something. Because obviously Zello running in Kansas City now. Um, AEW uh, runs in Austin. It's true. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah, we're gonna be. We're just trying to, I guess. Since we we still haven't got back into Chicago after the whole Beta Brow closing thing, Knights of Columbus, LaSalle, Illinois. <laughs> we're uh, we kind of just hit all these various suburban spots that kind of have like a, a gap in wrestling. Right, right. So, so yeah, um, it's definitely it's it's accessible to like the current fans where they can easily get there, but it's it's a market that's not like too close to like any of those either. So. You know, had we timed this appropriately, we could have had this come out prior to you guys having a show. But unfortunately, this is going to come out after. Your, yeah, it's going to be. Show. Yeah, it's going to be kind of. Yeah, everything we're talking about is going to be like already revealed and very, very true. <laughs> I, what? I, I, no, no, I can't. Answer. I, I, Get I, the owner on. No, I see it already went. Answer. Through. Put him on speaker. No, no. Call him no. back. He's he's clearly done with his podcast. So. Oh man. We big, can keep going. Big Daddy Smalls. <laughs> big Daddy yes, Smalls. Yeah, we're just talking about him. Daddy. He's probably like, what are you telling them right now? <laughs> spoilers, what the hell? Don't tell them about the venue. <laughs> Don't tell He's them. He's got my phone hacked. What? He's been listening in the whole time. But yeah, um, so yeah, that's uh, we have a third venue for sure next year. Very and cool. I'm hoping it'll go well, and that'll be another place where we can run only a few times a year probably there. I wouldn't go for like a full schedule unless we're really knocking it out of the park. How many, if you're going to answer this, roughly how many shows are you looking to run next year? Next year, if everything goes as planned, uh, we should be running monthly except for January. Oh, no way. If, if all goes as planned. I mean, in my in my ideal world, which is not James's ideal world, I would love to be running three shows a month. That That's like that's like my, my point of like, now I'm happy. Because <laughs> I'm crazy. <laughs> are you, are you I, loosely related to Carlos? I was about to say, have you have you heard of Carlos? <laughs> well, yeah, but I wouldn't run them all in the same place. <laughs> like it would be like, look, we have all these venues, and we're gonna do this constant rotation, and like you know, and then fest through the summer and all that. Like that's I, like I my get that. 
That's my ultimate goal, but I don't think. But I don't, don't think you? We'll ever... do you? I mean, you must. I, being that you ref still for other companies, you pro- you probably are doing a lot of shows every, well, every month. Technically, yeah, I'm busy almost every weekend anyway. But like, if I'm busy with my own thing every weekend, that's even better. <laughs> right, right, right. I would obviously pull back on the refing for other places a little bit, you know, just to focus more on that. But I'm a strange I'm, question. The, okay, just came to my mind. Mm. Being that you're being a, a, a referee, has that has that been a, a bonus to you as a as a booker as r- running a r- running a company, um, in terms of bringing in bringing in talent because they they know you from from your roughing. Has it had any kind of influence at all on it? Oh, definitely huge. I mean, huge help because it's like I'm not. You know, because I mean, some guys might just get contacted by a promoter, and they don't know a random company, and right. You know, especially if they're like an out of town person, and they're just gonna be like, "Oh, throw him this rate, whatever." They don't know if it's some, you know, guy with money that doesn't know anything about the business or what it is. So some school that's trying to show people up. Yeah, so it's like it's you know it's nice that like I have I already have an uh, <laughs> I already have an in uh, with a lot of people and. Uh, it, it definitely helps uh, with contacting certain people, especially sure. obviously my affiliation with Shimmer obviously right, helps right, a lot right. um, with even some of the more out of country or just out of you know state talent when yeah. it comes to females, um, and yeah, it just it, it helps, and I think it also helps in like the booking sense too of like. I try to respect referees, like with our booking of like the show. Who respects and, like, refs? And like how we how we treat it, you know, we're not we're not doing a ref bump in every match. We're not, you know, we're not doing this weird distraction or something in every match. You know, we're trying to, you know, not make the refs, you know, look stupid at any point. Um, so you know, it's it's it, it's an added facet that you know, like is uh, I can probably focus on a little bit better than maybe someone else who wouldn't think of that you know how to protect it a little bit better but i mean i think if you're just a good booker in general you should not be burying your refs sure sure but, sure you know i, I mean most refs do a good job burying themselves so Damn. <laughs> Shots do you mean anything specifically oh absolutely not <laughs> you got, you got no, a lot I of heat watching, after that show listen huh? i was watching on iwtv uh, uh, the I was watching the last freelance uh, show, and when I saw you walk up to Kirby, I was like, "No, no!" Oh, you, weren't, you weren't present for that. Job. I was not. Okay. Um, uh, as I sorry, I just probably blew out some speakers. I'll say, yeah, you're <laughs> pretty loud in the speakers. Um, <laughs> I mean, okay, I get it, but it was like, why'd you do that, Andy? <laughs> well, he reacted better than some other people I heard. There's some guy that apparently had taken off his belt and was like ready to beat me. That was Dan the Dad's belt. What's that? That was Dan the Dad's Dan at Danny Adams. Oh, that was his belt that just stayed in the crowd with us for some reason. Oh, and then someone decided that it was going to be possibly yeah. my belt once I took ownership across the face or something. Damn, man. <laughs> it's violent. Well, I would assume. That they're gonna go at me. They're just gonna go. <laughs> you know, some of these kids don't know how to act, man. Have you have you had any scenarios where where it's gotten dangerous because of a, a call that you've had to make in the ring? 
No, I don't think I've ever been in any like, you know, south, southern, you know, <laughs> no southern heat. southern heat uh, situations. Jeez. I mean, I've gotten some, I've gotten some definite like heat from the crowd, but I don't think I've ever been in a situation where it's. I mean, I've been in situations where I've seen it about to go down. Where like I'm in the like, what was it? Well, obviously, I'm sure you guys heard of the the rough crossing thing. I wasn't there for it, but when he literally stomped some fan's head in. Oh. Uh, that's That started his whole gimmick now down in uh, uh, Northern Lights. No. Some fan, like, got in the ring, and he just stomped his head. Oh, damn. That was it. <laughs> well, um, but I was, I was once present with... for uh, a female fan who was getting antagonized by Justice Jones oh, at AAW at Bourbon Street. Okay. And she was very intoxicated. And he just kept saying this awful things. I mean, really bad things to her. I was like, like there are kids in this crowd, oh, by the way. Um, and she was just ready to get, like. She started climbing over the like the the guardrail, and oh, I'm God. like, and I'm thinking he's gonna hit her. <laughs> he's gonna hit her. And what am I supposed to do right now? Because like. Ring the bell. Do I hit her first before she gets <laughs> oh, in geez. to prevent her? Like, I mean, do I grab her? What do I, I'm like? I don't know what to do in this situation. I never thought of. I never thought of the female rushing in. Yeah. I always thought of the guy rushing in. It's right. no big deal. You just you know, ah, you know, right. that's it. If, if that occurs, I mean, people have seen some of the videos. You know, you know, even like Austin or whatever in Triple H that that one went around for a yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but like, I'm just thinking this girl's gonna get in the ring. I'm like, well, I can't let her get in the ring, but. <laughs> Also, if I grab her, like, it's like, will I be able to, you know, really do anything? And if she gets in the ring, is Justice Jones definitely going to hit her? Because I feel like what he's doing right now, he is amped to hit her. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, oh, God, don't let this happen. And, like, uh, luckily, like, some of the other fans and, like, me and her boyfriend, I'm like, kept her from going in. But I was like, there was a good moment where she was nearly over that railing. And I'm like, oh, Damn. we are seconds away from something really bad. Yikes. <laughs> What's your worst experience in the ring as a ref? Like, maybe you felt helpless or just... Allow, allow me to answer that for you, for him. Oh. Uh, I'm sure that it was having to strip Kylie Ray of the freelance title. Well, sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm <asleep. laughs> Oh, we're still doing the podcast. Okay, good. I'm sorry. This is match number nine at Kylie's Navidad. I've had a lot of frustrating moments in the ring. I mean, I've, I've had injuries in the ring, too, that were awful. Um, but I'm trying to think of, like, frustrating or, like, moments where I was, like, oh, Were you was. out there for the G-River match? No, but I, I was, like, the I back. was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, saw okay. it. I was, like, oh, shit. Um, you know, and I saw him run through the back, like, help me, help me, help me. You know, I was, like, oh, this is this is terrifying. Yeah. Um, trying to think, like, a lot of my bad experiences in wrestling have been at Gali. Uh, where, like, it just gets out of hand with them not paying attention to any kind of rules or something. Like, there's actually a picture of me uh, from not too long ago where I just sat in the corner, crossed my legs, sat in the corner. The, the first, like, minute of the match. Like, Rob Myers put up a picture where, <laughs> I, it's, like, I, I, was, it, I was so frustrated because they just, no one was listening. They were already, like... The match hadn't even technically really started yet, and they're like hitting people with belts and chairs. And I'm like, and I just got in the corner, go fine, don't listen Jeez. to me, just do what you want. And I literally just crossed my legs and sat in the corner for a full minute. You were into the pipe bomb position? And I was just like, this is dumb. 
Um, oh, I was so over it. I believe I was also roughing the entire show by myself, so I was pretty frustrated <laughs> at that point. Um, it, uh, it, yeah, there was. I mean, I quit Dolly initially because I quit Dolly once before just because of like the total lack of respect for refs that they had there. Okay. To where like when I was brought back, when James like was helping at Dolly. Uh, he, like, pleaded for me to come back, and I, like, laid down rules of, like, well, if I come back, it's gotta be like this, because I am not dealing with what I dealt with. Get my own dressing room. Yeah, where I, like, was, like, I just want to stop out of the ring and leave. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, any other times where I felt, like, really helpless. I mean, there was, there was one match that I still say is probably one of the worst matches I've ever ref that was in Vanguard. I want to say it, was it Tinley? Not Tinley High School, like, Bremen High School. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, this match went on forever. It just went, they just didn't, they didn't end it. And, like, it was, like, I mean, it was one that, like, it was supposed to go, like, how, like, 10 to 12 minutes. It went, like, 30. Jeez. Like, it just kept going. And, like, one of the guys got his nose busted, and, like, there was two managers even on the outside where it was, like, anyone could have been ending this at any point just to do anything. (laughs) Why did no one end this? And I, I was, you can verbally see me like I mean, you see me verbally see me does not make any sense. I just realized as a, as a phrase, yeah, so, um, like, you can see me verbally yelling at them to take it home. I'm yelling like the front row could hear it. I'm like take oh, it no home. Shit. Like to where like some people in the front row could like we're like started saying it too. I think <laughs> like, like it was. I was just so frustrated and I like, I got in back and I just yelled at the guys like what do you think you're doing like. Did you not know you were that? I mean, I'm constantly yelling you to take it home. You know, take it home. They actually had to send out another wrestler uh, at some point to end it. Oh, Because they didn't even end it on their own. They just kept going. And they sent out another wrestler with, like, a kendo stick. And he started cleaning house. And I like, remember he got in the ring. And I was like, thank you. Damn. <laughs> wow. And then I went in back and, like, just literally berated them for, like, what you were doing. And they were, like, a couple of guys were, like, crying. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, you can't do that. Just people um, going into business for themselves. It wasn't even, but it wasn't good. Like it wasn't like it was good or anything either. Like they just, they just totally all got lost and just never got back on track. <laughs> and it was just a mess. And it was like, yeah. it was just getting worse and worse and worse. I'm we like, don't know how to answerable. And I'm like, there's two managers. Like, does someone do anything? Wow. So what do I do with my hands? Yeah. Um, Is this even wrestling? <laughs> when when wrestlers get injured, that's rough too. Oh man, yeah. Like that, that can be. Um, there's definitely been some moments like that. Like, I remember, re- uh, reffing, was it, I think, AK, Allison K, and, uh, Nevea. It was, like, the opening match for one of the Shimmer volumes. And the match went, like, 90 seconds. Not even. Like, it was, like, they did, like, a spot, and AK whipped Nevea, like, into one of the corners, and Nevea blew out her knee running into the corner. Oh, They'd done nothing. And then I saw her crumple. And I knew she already had, like, a bad knee as it was from before. Oof. I went down by her, and I'm like, how you doing? She's like, love my knee. And I'm like, you done? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, same knee? She's like, nope, the other one. Oh, and I was man. like, oh, and I just threw up the X. I'm like, we're done. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Restart this show again. So um, let's hit it from the top. But, yeah, I mean, but that's not as bad of an injury in terms of, like, at least she's coherent. I can talk to her. Right. Like, I've had people, you know, get knocked out cold in the ring, too. And it's she'll like be that. on the show this Saturday. Was it? Yes. Yeah, yes, she'll, she'll be. be. Um, and, yeah, I've, I mean, I had that. I remember roughing 
was it Pumpkin Homicide in the ECW arena? That was so cool. Being able to rap at the ECW. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Uh, IWA did like a show out there with a. It was like an afternoon show joint with like CZW running in the evening, and uh, on the sorry IWA show because uh, I didn't ref on the CZW show. It was uh, Punk versus Homicide, and uh, Homicide knocked himself out in the match. Um, How? He, uh, he gave Punk a tornado DDT, and when he came down, hit his head. Oh, no. And Homicide is, is like, laying there, eyes open. I mean, eyes wide open, going, no. like, snoring, and I'm like, I've never seen this before. That was real, huh? And, like, Punk got over him and was like, D, D, you know, and, like, but he's, like, pinning him, kind of, so I'm like, one, two, because, and I, and, like, and he's still, like, kind of over him, but it's like, you can't win when you can stick the move, <laughs> either, huh. and, like, Punk's like, you should have come to three, but at the same time, it was one of those things where he's like, I also shouldn't have just, like, sat over him like that, but, yeah, he knocked himself out and was snoring with his eyes open in the ring, so that was, uh... That's that's rougher when people go out or they like lose consciousness or you don't even realize they lost consciousness and they start acting goofy or you get back and they're like, dude, I blacked out and it's like, ah, you know, like I hate when I don't even know that someone's injured and they're trying to like go through it anyway. Right, like right. Th- those are moments that really like aggravate me. I'm always like, tell me, like I'm not always gonna call the match if you're hurt, depending upon the level of hurt. Yeah. You are. But well, I you think gotta some, use your judgment, right? Some people like they just think that like you know, oh, I don't want the ref to you know. Because, I mean, I've, I've seen that happen where refs have called the match, and then the wrestlers get pissed at the ref because, like, no, I'm fine, I can I keep going. Gone, right? So, it's sometimes they just, the pride takes over Slippery and they won't slope. say anything. Right, right. And then I don't know the whole time that they're hurt. So. I get you. Yeah. Right on. What, uh, I mean, you, you kind of explained on it, uh, you kind of touched on it, should I say, but, like, what are your goals for? with freelance on the ground or in, or your just career in general <laughs> my goals are nuts that's <laughs> what we learned oh, what, what are your goals well, no with the three shows I'm on oh well, yeah, yeah. yeah. true true true, true well let's say that <laughs> let's say that's for 2023 <laughs> I don't know why three years from now but um I mean is, is uh, I guess uh, Martin asked the question on the stream I haven't okay. really checked in. like if you can book someone like Oh, I don't know if you want to answer because maybe he'd be giving away uh, a good booking to the competition. But who's someone that you would like to work with? Oh, I mean, let's say it's not even freelance on the ground, right? Let, let's take freelance on the ground out of it. If you can ref somebody's match, whose match would you like to ref? That's, that's a weird question, just because like it's like refing a match is like yeah, I know. Match. I mean, there's moments I've had where I like I really had fun. Like I mean, I refed like Champa and uh, Saber. At Logan Square Auditorium nice. for uh, AW before, and I, I really just enjoyed refing that match. I just liked being a part of it. And I used to love it. yelling at you at AW. I didn't really know you then. No, I don't think I even realized you were yelling at me. Probably. Oh, you did, buddy. Trust me. <laughs> um, I saw the tears well up. <laughs> Why don't they like Usually, me? Lance was too busy yelling Andy Long at the top of his Is that, the, That's a tall guy, the, one right? Of the NWO guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He's something. Him and his buddy. Uh, yeah, I like them though. Tony, right? <laughs> yeah, Tony. Yeah. Um, they like me for some reason. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, likes you. <laughs> but yeah, like it's kind of weird because I don't know if there's anyone like. I mean, Razor Ramon would be like a dream for me. There you just go. To be like in the ring with him, just be able to like kind of just you know pick his brain for a little bit. Just kind of be like just. 
talk to me about wrestling. Dude. Right, right. You know, like, I just, just give me, you know, give if me you, some insight. If you do ever have the opportunity to chat with a Mr. Uh, Scott Hall, um, I, just, just a recommendation. Don't ask him to remove his toothpick and put it in your mouth. He reacts oddly to that kind of request. Yeah, who would ask him to do that? <laughs> who would do that? <laughs> Some idiots. Um, <laughs> um, no, I, I... I always like to make things I feel like, right? yeah, like, Scott Hall would be a really... That would just be a fun, like, like check, you know, yeah. for me. I mean, I, obviously I was a big Foley fan growing up, but I don't know, like, if I really, like, if it would matter to me to ref, like, a Foley match or, like... Well then, okay. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think like of who, like, because it's like I feel like I've wrapped a lot of like indie guys. Here's know, a more fun question: Who would you like to just have one night of partying with? Like one night of oh dear lord! I mean, I'm not talking like <laughs> sexual, right? No, no, no. I just have it. <laughs> like, <laughs> who would you like just like go sit at the bar with or whatever? Just like a. Like a bro date with not Scott Hall. Oh. <laughs> it's probably let's take it back on that one. Man. Right, right. That's I'm probably... trying to think like who would be like someone really cool just to like. I mean, it sounds bad, but like, well, no, just because like it's probably not something that like you should be doing with this person at this point. But like, I think this a night on the town with Ric Flair would be amazing. Oh no doubt. Oh god. But sure. I don't think he should be doing that at his age anymore. But, hey, he said he's not going to slow down. So, but I mean, I think he would be the most fascinating person to probably be out with all That's, night. You're not wrong. Like, I mean, because he he's because he's Ric Flair. Yeah. I mean, he, and everyone's going to know he's Ric Flair whether they know it or don't. They're going right. to know. Sure, sure. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's any other like real like people that like I would just love to. I, I feel like there's not a lot of like I mean to some of the guys like I hear stories about I'm like oh no that wouldn't be fun like you know like you hear stories about like gentleman Chris Adams back in the day and you're like I do not want to be out partying with this guy what he's he gonna do? get me in a lot of trouble oh this I think there's someone like the I think it's is it something to wrestle with uh, I can't remember Bruce Pritchard I think was telling stories about going out with him ending up in this like trailer park and Chris Adams, like, banging one of the dude's girlfriends in the other room while oh, they're in another room, you know, like, just okay, yeah. wacky-ass shit. Like, there's certain guys where it's, like, you gotta find that line where it's, like, well, I want to party with you and I want to have fun. But I don't want to die. But I don't want to die, get stabbed, get arrested, maybe, by the end of the night. Ironically, you're now the guy who you don't want to drink with because you might end up dying. I was gonna say, like, I might be the guy that's the best, like, the reason why I'm having probably such a hard time asking <laughs> question is, it's, like... Well, if you can't think of someone, it's you. <laughs> or if you go out and party with me, I I can get crazy. <laughs> I, learned, I learned that the hard way. I get blamed for some of your foibles. Yeah, I um, I can definitely I can go. So that's why I think like it's kind of <laughs> little did I know. It's it's kind of tough for me to like. I'm like okay, well, like who would I want to like just we just go toe to toe all night, you know? I'm trying to think like, cause, I mean, oh, I was. I mean, when, I mean, I, I'm good friends with Marcus Crane, so, I mean, we, like, when we were down in NOLA for Mania, like, we were out every night, all night, having a blast. Oh, Nate Webb, mean, great person to go Nate out Webb. with. Nate Webb, now, if you're down in NOLA, especially, he knows everybody there. That whole there. NOLA WrestleMania seemed like such a good time. Oh, dude, it was a blast. Because everyone was just on the street partying, huh? Yeah, it, it was awesome, but Nate Webb is a great guy to go out with, the party. He just, seems he, just like seemed, a real he nice seems guy. to know everybody, and everybody knows him, and it's just like... It, it, it was pretty, it was fun hanging out with him the one night. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I just think, oh, I, I'm usually down to party with whoever. It's if they want to party with me. <laughs> that's that's very, that's very, very true, man. If they if they want to handle all the juices, like you know, you can handle it. They, they, they can handle two juice. They can handle two juice. If the juice gets loose, you better watch out. Yeah, that's right. You, you may, you know, people may go missing. That is that is your mo. Rest in peace, paradise. No, no, we've oh, but we have covered your uh, your your drinking expedition of March 2017 a few times on this oh cast on on the let's talk about wrestling yeah. cast oh boy we we cover well I had to explain it to Kylie when she came on because and she was probably just like oh oh my no <laughs> well I well the whole my whole my whole quote unquote angle was I didn't know you needed a, a supervisor. And she's like, well, yeah, who didn't tell you you should probably stay with him? And I was just like, I didn't know. This is my first time ever hanging with dude. I, I love it. It's general knowledge in a wrestling locker room. No, like, she was just like, well, who would leave him alone? I'm like, me? I didn't know. She's like, well, that's just the rules. <laughs> Wait, she meant the rules of just anyone in general or the rules of Andy Long? Of Andy Long. You don't need Andy Long needs, uh, you know, I don't know it's necessarily a chaperone, but... An adult. Uh, sometimes, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, she's she's seen me in, on full force. Well, uh, she seemed like mode. she did, and James. Uh, obviously, we James. we touched topic with it again because <laughs> I remember I had to reach out to him the morning after, like, well, the day after it was a full blown <laughs> afternoon. Like, hey man, if you're from uh, Two Juice, no, why? I'm like, <sighs> I don't know, man. <laughs> And turns out you you had a, quite a doozy of an evening. <laughs> I did. I mean, would you like to recant that <laughs> evening after I left you? Can you? I don't know if I can recant the the immediate after leaving. <laughs> like I, I don't know when you left and when you didn't. Kind of. I remember making a bold statement about how you can't leave. <laughs> we can't leave a, a half bottle yes. of vodka or whatever. We were given a gallon of vodka at the freaking strip club. And I had a drink, my friend Jenny had a drink, and Caleb had a drink, or Two Juice had a drink, and... Yeah, Two Juice had more than a drink. Two um, Juice had two or three. Or... Last time, all I remember is, and I've said it before, plenty of times, I'll say it again, I left you with a bottle of vodka, people to hang with, money to tip out, which I'm sure the waitress saw none of. <laughs> And the room to stay in that you did not ever contact to go stay I in their room. You telling me about the room? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it got it got wild after you left. I, I I've heard. I because I'm not I'm not a I'm not a big like because we were at the strip club. Yeah, it's not even there anymore. Is no, it? it's, it's called something else. It's called like Rick's yeah. Cabarena or something. Like that. that sounds awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awful. We got free passes. <laughs> it sounds like a bunch of like. Grandmother's like, hello. Hey, honey, how you doing? <laughs> you want a lap dance? <laughs> no, thank you. How about a Santa? like to see my act. <laughs> oh, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> Come see our gilfs. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, I'm not usually like, I mean, I'll go out, you know, if, if people are going out, but I'm not I'm not that just big apple, on it. Just Applebee's. Um, Dollaritas. How many dollar readers have you sat ate in one uh, drank in one sitting? <laughs> How many I can't you? English. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, in one sitting, oh, probably only like 
five or six. Here's a twenty. Keep them coming. Probably only like five or six, just because like at some point you're like my <sighs> teeth are starting to rot. <laughs> to make I gotta switch to a beer now. I um, assume it's not the yeah, top shelf alcohol that, from the no. Um But yeah, that night, I just remember. All of a sudden, I ended up getting VIP service, like, going back to, like, the room or whatever, getting a bottle of champagne. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, like, and this is, like, shortly before closing, too. Like, there wasn't a lot of time. We didn't left. get there until about, like, yeah, 2 Yeah, we got there pretty late morning, as it was. Yeah. And I don't, I remember, like, when you, when you get, like, bottle service at a club... <laughs> They, like, take your fingerprint 700 times, is what I learned. Well, what the heck? Like, they just kept, like, here, you gotta fingerprint this, you gotta sign this, we gotta run this, and I'm like, I don't know what's going oh, on damn. anymore. And, like, I guess I'd to make sure that, part. probably to make sure that, like, you're giving consent, even though you're, you know, blasted right. out of your mind. Oh, okay, so you can't... And then I remember, like, getting 30 minutes of a dance, maybe? I don't even know what it was. I think... I, 30 I minutes She probably sat next to me and we just drank champagne, to be honest, because I was hammered at that point. Because <laughs> after he left, I started going hard on the vodka. I just remember one of the girls came over who I wasn't even that interested in at all. Like, this wasn't my type. And all of a sudden, I was getting a dance. And Jesus. then I come back to the table and I'm like, guys, we got a bottle of champagne to drink really quick, too. Wow. Um... Uh, yeah, I, uh, got your ass. yeah, I, I, then I, I left. <laughs> He's still paying that night off. <laughs> still on a payment plan for that night. <laughs> I still owe one month's rent because of that night. <laughs> um, then, then, uh. Hey, but you saw Mickey James. I did. <laughs> Highlight of the night right there. Just hanging out with Mickey James. Um, not at the strip club. Well, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's clear this up right now. Not at the strip club. Um, and then we left, and they kind of like went. Wait, one, who left? Well, like me and the rest of the people. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, was like, um, wait paradise. The, the people that we were. Uh, um, we left. I remember like walking like halfway down the street and like going, "Oh shoot, where's my phone?" Um, That's right. And yeah, because that's probably the reason why I, I was unable to get a hold of anyone. And I, I immediately went back, and like I, I was just literally like I'd walk to the corner and I was like, "Hey, I need my phone," and they're like, "I'm like, let me, can I go look for?" It? And they would not let me back in to go yeah, look for it. I wonder why. And I'm like, no, like seriously, like I, I, I know it's in there. Like, I, there's only two places it could be. I'm like, it's either. Where the the VIP area thing was, or on this table, like that's it. Like there's only two places, and they're like, "Oh, we, you know, we're gonna we'll check the lost and found or whatever." And they like the guy door guy came, "Oh no, it's not there." And I'm like, "Can I look?" And they would not let me in. And I'm like, "Oh my god, what am I gonna do?" So I'm I'm totally like gone, and then I'm wandering around because we're right at the, like that weird split by Joe's. Yeah, and I can't find my car. I'm like, oh thank my God. God. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, oh my God, my car got towed. So I'm thinking, my car got towed. I don't have a phone. I didn't even have my jacket with me because oh I left my, my jacket God. in the car. And mind you, I am wearing a, a referee shirt because I was the official, 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 uh, or the unofficial official of Tyrus that night. So I'm just wandering the streets, oh like, oh, and then suddenly I was like, oh, I just had to turn this way. And there's my car, like sole car there, so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna sleep for a little bit in the car, and then I'm gonna drive home. 
And then, like, I slept for, like, you know, I took, like, a quick nap, and then I'm, like, I looked around, like, there was, like, definitely no other cars, <laughs> like, and I'm, like, oh, I, I gotta, I can't stay here, I gotta go. So, I started driving out, and I was just, like, I was getting really tired, and I kept, like, falling asleep, and I'm, like, oh, my God, I, I've had too much to drink, I'm falling asleep, like, I need to, like, not be anywhere right now. I, so, I stopped, like, off in some, like, crappy hotel, like, off the highway, and they like were like we don't we you know we don't have any rooms. I'm like please, I need a room. Like I just I just need a few hours. I gotta sleep. And like well, we have one room that doesn't have any heat. And I'm like I'll take it. I don't care. And I <laughs> paid full March. And I paid full price for this. I didn't oh even try God. to bargain. I was like give me the room. So I go in this room and I'm like curled up with everything like just like trying to stay warm. Oh my god. And then as I'm sleeping. All of a sudden, like, and I'm like, oh, oh it must be room service or something. And then it happens again, and I'm like, and then I just hear this guy yelling, Paradise! You in there, Paradise? Paradise! I know you're in there! And I'm just like, oh, God! And I just curled up into a ball and, like, put the pillow over my head. Like, some dude is going to kill me right now. I don't know if it's a pimp or what it is, because I'm in a seedy-ass motel. And, like, eventually he stopped banging on the door, and I got to sleep for another couple hours, and then managed to make my way home. I got to my computer and responded to everyone that was trying to find my whereabouts. And, yeah, I realized that I had, like, spent, like, all my money times a billion. <laughs> like, awful. everything I had, pretty much. He took thumbprints. Like, I just, I just, I go, so I go into, like, when I go into party mode, I go into party mode. Apparently, <laughs> like, apparently. like, there's a switch that goes <laughs> off. And, yeah, once it goes off, you can't stop. And I mean, if you want to party, we're going to have a blast. <laughs> if you don't want to party... You want to get as far away from me as possible. Um, yeah, and I had to go back, and of course, stupid strip club had my phone when I called the next day from like James's phone or something. I had to drive back out there and get it after a golly show. Gosh. Yeah, I ran my winter rough golly the next day. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what a pro! Oh, was it a marathon? Uh, I don't know. I don't think it was. Uh. Yeah, but I'm a... That would have served Well, see, here, like... positive thing about Andy Long, maybe maybe not a positive thing, because it's not a deterrent, I, like, almost never get hangovers, so I never really, I don't have that, uh... So you're fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm usually fine. Like, usually the worst is, like, oh, I didn't sleep enough, that's it. But, yeah, rarely get hangovers, so it's a, it's a thing. But, yeah, I, uh... I I ended Chivrish essentially. <laughs> so what what did you do with Paradise's body? That's that's really what we're I, you um, know I you know understand. this this is our true crimes yeah. podcast. Wait, wait, this isn't this isn't a wrestling podcast. <laughs> this has been the whole gimmick. Hey, why am I feeling so woozy, guys? What was what was in those juices? <laughs> this has been the gimmick the whole time. Get you admitted. Tell us what happened to Paradise. Where's Paradise? Where's the commissioner? I don't know. Where you, where, wait, are you guys the pimps? <laughs> <laughs> wait, it's, it's, it's like a flip of a flip. <laughs> it's not even a true crime podcast. It's really you guys are the pimps. They're like, where's my, you know where where's my woman? Is. <laughs> it's been 2,368 hours. You owe us for each hour. She's the, that was our number two girl. 
That's our, that was our bottom hole. <laughs> oh, no. All right, speaking of bottom holes, let's end this. So, uh, well, we I, I feel like we barely talked about anything though. But we did. I think. What have we been on for? Like, a, wait, we're gonna end on that? I mean, I, that's what I want. That's what I want. The way that we like the way that we like to end the show. All right, we're out of here. I love that you just slowly broke me down and made me a horrible person. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I do, baby. Like at first, like, I was like, can we talk about yarding again, please? <laughs> you guys remember Caleb Crack? Yarding, yarding. <laughs> Ask me more about Caleb. Yes. Right, please. How about my favorite restaurant in Chicago, guys? You know it's Applebee's. <laughs> but we, we, always, we always like to give our guests um, at, at the, uh, t- towards the end of the podcast an opportunity to... Um, no matter how we've what, treated you, you have been our guest. <laughs> to promote uh, what you've got going on. Uh, so, you know, uh, where you can be found on on, uh, on the interwebs. Where you can be found? <laughs> on the interwebs. You need your thumbprint wait, right wait, here. Wait, do you need me to tell me where, it, or do you also need me to, like, clarify where Paradise can be found? I mean, that would be extremely helpful. <laughs> Her family would really appreciate it. Her son is saying, I'm starting to forget what Bob uh, looks like. If there's, like. if there's, like, a chant at the next, like, freelance show after this releases where it's, like, where is paradise? Like I'm gonna be so upset. I'll be like, no, this is not happening. Justice for paradise. Just, yeah. All of a sudden, I'm canceled because of this. Caleb's canceled. Hashtag toxic let's, let's, Caleb. Well, let's cancel Caleb Crack. Maybe. Nah, no, crack his back, baby. I'm telling you, I just gave you a gold no, gimmick. Crack his back. Yeah, just put him in the booking team. I just booked the whole Caleb Crack versus. Noel even suggested was J.C. Smalls. Yeah, I mean it'd be that's that's money. I mean, did you cover all the questions that were that were asked? Oh yeah, I mean there was so many that I mean we couldn't get to them all, but you know, the the last one was where's paradise though. Are you serious? (laughs) We're gonna save the rest of the questions for your prison episode for when you go to prison for the death of paradise. We check in five years later. Wait, are you gonna bring me tacos in prison? Uh, if One, they let I, us in, for sure, absolutely. And I'll even I'll slip a file in the taco. Okay, well, if I'm gonna get tacos crack. in prison, let me confess. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now that I know, I got guaranteed tacos. I mean, listen, free healthcare, free room and board. Yeah. You get three meals a day. But they're bologna sandwiches. I have to know what kind of bologna. Yeah. Life is rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a paradise oh. Oh, Jesus. She's buried face down in a ditch somewhere. Decompose. I finally understand the whole paradise Wait, thing. He never, I, oh, I, I don't know. No, I, I, I thought for sure he had related this thing. I know, he not was, that part. He was like it. one of the centerpieces of it. Caleb, I like to keep things private, okay? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, now the world knows. <laughs> oh, yeah, the whole world. Meltzer, eat your heart out, buddy. <laughs> Daddy melts. <laughs> Professional wrestling referee <laughs> accused of potential like I mean, dude, this, is, this is how Teddy Hart just like went away. Like he just he just got let go because of things that have Oh yeah. Surfaced. I don't like, know you when you said Teddy Hart thought Teddy Long, I was like, is he gonna no. go one on one with the Undertaker? Yeah, but the, here's the thing. Teddy Hart has done some heinous things. <laughs> no proof. Teddy Hart to juice I I no, he was on he was on Colt Cabana's podcast, and like, they could have used that to put him in jail. The oh stuff he was God. saying. So he has done some horrible things. Like he's admitted to. Like yes. it's, it's not like 
Well, we heard he did something, but yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah, wasn't. Yeah. No. Well, wasn't, I was no. driving around and this car full of cats, and I was like selling selling guys some juice, and uh, <laughs> like what? Oh yeah, no. Uh, I I I've said it before. I drove him one time, and he was in the car with Loki, and they were just talking, and I think Loki was a little more just uh, listening, and Teddy was doing a lot of the talking. <laughs> I, I just love the voice, the vocal interaction between the two, like. So, uh, what's going on, Teddy? Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's it's all about uh, <laughs> like it's like the two total different like voices just, interacting. Well, with mind each you, other. mind you, I pick up Teddy from Midway Airport, and he's in his glittery outfits. Well, and that's, he just, the one well, with no, the pot what he wrestles in is kind of what he wears around. Well, I learned that. <laughs> like, he's in his like wrestling outfit with a big black fur coat and two huge chains. And one we, with a big ass cross. Yup, and we just stop at a gas station, and I'm just like, "We're gonna get in a fight." I'm like, "Well, well, well, at least I got these two in the car with me." <laughs> I'd trust more for Teddy Hart to save you than Loki. Oh yeah, no, I mean, I think Teddy's legit nuts. Yeah, Teddy will throw down. Yeah, Loki's probably not gonna throw down. I think he will. Yeah, he likes to keep it a little low key. So on that note Grumble, grumble, uh, grumble Wow, wow, it's a mood killer Two Juice, we've really appreciated you giving us your time So Talking I, over I mean, your, your, your backyard <laughs> days Letting us know what really happened to Paradise Caleb Craig <laughs> I don't know what happened um, Exactly like, I think we'll this exonerates you completely Good, good But it's out there um, <laughs> Where to find me on don't find me on social media you're at 2JuiceAndyLong on Twitter 2JuiceAndyLong number 2JuiceAndyLong yes totally ran by you totally ran by me is it no yes totally no, I, I have officially, oh you took control over it I officially 100% run it so you'll probably see way less tweets now oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's usually what that means is now my social media gets incredibly lazy well we can find well if we really want to interact with you then we need to find you at Freelance Underground Twitter Right? Sure. Which is Freelance oh. U-N-D-R-G-D. Thank you for pulling that one out for me. Absolutely. That's, I knew you knew. A, I just... That's I, a rough one. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's Freelance Underground without... Freelance, freelance Underground and it, without the without the vowels, except for the U. <laughs> except without the vowels, except for the U. Yeah. Jesus. It sounds like basic English. <laughs> like how to do English grammar. English is hard. <laughs> um, I yeah, know, like anyway. I said, unfortunately, oh. this is going to come out after... Uh, yeah. The, uh, after uh, your next show, um, when will this be hitting? You think roughly? Uh, it's probably going to be coming out on Tuesday. Oh, next okay. Taco next Tuesday. Tuesday. Oh, um, I mean, after that, well, I think the only thing I'll be doing probably for the remainder of the year at that point will probably be I'm at Northern Lights. I mean, the regular companies I work for, I guess I'll just drop plugs yes, for all them. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Northern Lights Wrestling down in uh, Godley, Illinois. Population of I think six eleven. Oh. <laughs> wow. Um. So yeah, I'm usually uh, next year. I should be there a little bit more. We ran a lot of shows, kind of head to head them with them this year unintentionally. Yeah. It just worked out that way. So next year we tried to avoid it. Hopefully for at least the first half of the year, I knew their schedule. So I'll be I'm there. They run on Saturdays. Um, then golly, like every Sunday of the year. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> pretty much uh, at least two Sundays usually a month and it works uh, out for Carlos that Andy yeah. doesn't watch any of the pay-per-views yeah <laughs> um, then obviously uh, freelance wrestling I am 
usually there most of the time. We often have a lot of refs there lately, so sometimes I, uh, I'll take a back seat and let the other refs okay. referee um, that came from, you know, other places. Shout uh, out Clark. Clark. Oh, we've had so many come through over the past year. It's uh, ridiculous. Um, obviously, Freelance Underground, uh, if you're only going to pick one show to go to every month, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, obviously, I'm co-owner uh, with James of Freelance Underground. But you don't do a lot of roughing there. Uh, I do more I do, behind the scenes. I'll, yeah, I'll usually do sometimes a match or two. Depends on the show and depends on, like, how much I have to do on the show. Depends on how many refs we have for the show. True. Um, but, yeah, I like to kind of more focus on, you know, just the backstage stuff and not be worried about just going out there and refing. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody needs to uh, get uh, go under your tutelage and uh, start refing. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's Anywho. Freelance Underground, um, Let's go to Freelance Underground, you'll be back in January? No, we're taking January off, taking January off, February through December, we should have a show, okay, so when, so when this drops on Taco Tuesday, hope you had some tacos today when you're listening to us, last show already passed, and... Freelance Underground will be back in February. February, yeah. Can you tell us where you'll be in February? We'll be in Joliet in February. Oh, fancy. All right, Joliet, That'll we're coming That'll be our, our kickoff uh, for the year. Will, will you have be... any of those fancy uh, Two Juice Andy Log Valentines available at that show? Dude. Dude, look at where you so merch ideas. I've, I've, it's been discussed. I don't know. I, I, I uh... By the way, that'll be the eighth, February eighth. We'll be back. Oh, that's so right. you could birthday be... weekend. It's my yeah, February eleventh well, is my birthday. And and freelance is running that Friday. As well. So so you could so. get your two juice and Golly, I'm sure it's running that Sunday. <laughs> um, uh, I actually I have I have thought about. There's a lot of merch ideas I thought about. Although I don't know if people will buy my merch currently because it seems I'm not. I'll, I'm not well liked. I'll buy a Crackers back shirt. That's all. That's one that's not going to get printed. Well then, um, I'll make but I thought about doing like. Like a holiday basket, like for Valentine's Day. Nice. Like only make like just a few and do like, like the old school like cardboard like printout cards and like put some of like the little treats in there. Maybe two juices inside, like a, a, a shirt that like just made for that. Like giving away gold here, man. Like just something like that. I was thinking about making like little like Valentine's Day baskets or something, but I don't know if I I'll, take it. I don't know if I'll get to it. It's quickly approaching. And that costs money. So <laughs> <laughs> who needs money? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? A Zello Pro. I will be not at the Kansas City show next year, but I will probably be at most of the other ones. Um, trying to think. Maybe there will be a podcast or two popping up with uh, D Ray and I in the future. Oh, damn. We're, we've been talking about working on a couple different ideas. Hey, man, we got a, we got a white umbrella, man. And we do, we do. I don't know, you know, if, if we can finally get those uh, off the ground. I think they'll be pretty. One one very wrestling oriented, the other one completely not. I'm trying to think. Uh, this is our longest wrap up. Uh, it is. I'm trying to plug the like. I feel bad. Shimmer you're rise. Not, you're not getting paid, man. <laughs> you're not getting like, paid by the hour. Like Shimmer, and uh, I'll be back at Shimmer in uh in March. Uh, rise is also running that weekend. Next weekend, also. Oh, no, that's Shine. Yeah. No, I'm. I have nothing to do with that. That's Shine's this weekend. Oh yes. Yeah. And then. Uh, it's your weekend also. Yes. 
And then uh, I will be down in uh, Tampa, it looks like, for uh, for Mania, too. So nice. look out for me down there. Just make sure Probably you have some... everything in order. Well, no, no commissions down there. Okay. Gotta worry about things. <laughs> that sounds really sketchy. Wow, yeah. why do you keep making it like wrap up on the sketchiest That's what thing? I do. <laughs> like I was, I had this good flow. I was gonna end on Mania weekend and be like, hey, very I come down. And there's good. I'll be, I'll be no around. Commissions, for baby, no rules. Most, most of the collective stuff, I will probably awesome. be present for. Very cool. Uh, I don't know how much I'll be refing. I'm sure I'll be doing. Yeah, I'm trying to get put on the collective. Uh, but know, I'll uh, be. Uh, I don't need to ball ringer. We'll see. That's not really my decision uh, that matter, but I know the guy. I can text. Yeah, him. but uh, yeah, I'll MVD. be I'll be down there either helping out or refing, depending upon the show, probably. Yeah, um, same. That's uh, I think that's pretty much it. I'm trying to think. Any other companies I work for that you can think of? You saw me in lately. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm like I hate because there's always that one company I like forget, and then I'm like. Oh, I'm an asshole. So yeah, I think that's uh, that's about it. Just All right, well, shows and... well, as Andy Long once said, when a match went way way over, <laughs> yeah. Andy gonna... Long, the name the name's legit. <laughs> I'm gonna take this one home. Uh, this has been Wrestling Talking Random. This presents Let's Talk About Wrestling with our guest Two Juice Andy Long from Freelance Underground. We just laid down anywhere and everywhere you can find him. Uh, thanks for joining us. And Your local so, bar as well, possibly. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and buy this yeah, man a drink. Buy him a drink. Always buy me. And food, too. I will take food. Two <laughs> drinks. Two drinks. OJ and tomato juice. Burrito. So, until next time, toodles. Toodles. <laughs>